Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. James Farley. What's up? No Sean this week. He's off to see Louis Farouk, or as he probably says it, Louis Firox. Um, instead, we've got Leon Cox from Kane and Rince. Hello, Cannibal Farox. Louis the Rocks. This yes, is. I am excited. It's going to be a banger. Oh no, I'm going to let. I'm going to let. I'm going to let rip. No, I. I. I, I was just saying in the in beforehand. I can't remember how to do a podcast that doesn't involve me monologuing for 25 minutes at a time, very fast about old well, games. You, not very fast when I've when I've got my catering <laughs> set and done on my. Well, you have to uh, turn me down to half speed to 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 <laughs> take it all in. So. Well, you, yeah, you don't really do many guest uh, spots. Is there a reason for that? Uh, nobody asks me. <laughs> Genuinely, I tell you what, I've been. I, I did one recently on um, Pixels Weekly, which is a very a nice, friendly American cast, and I had a, had a thoroughly nice time. Um, I've been like mooted to do shows many times. People always say, "Oh, can, can you know? Will you come on my show?" And I'm always like, "Yeah," and then they never get back to me. So yeah, I've had that a few times. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? Maybe and you don't want to be the guy that goes. You don't want to be the guy that goes, "Hey." Um, can I still so come on you your said, show? Yeah. <laughs> so you said I could come on your show, yeah? Yeah. No, I really uh, love. I love doing. I love doing guesties. It's uh, it's a pleasure because it's you know it's it's so much less effort than what I do, and uh, and it's nice to chat to other people from time to time. It is, and I, like I'll be honest with you, people. I think people know your gaming opinions and stuff like that, but I don't think they know your thoughts on things as much. Do you know Not what I mean? Like, like, you're absolutely they, right, yes. That's, on the games, that, but the right, yeah. your wider feeling of things. That so is I thought, true. I've written a few questions down here, <laughs> and I thought we could sort of um, yeah. sort of get to the bottom of a few things. Yeah. So uh, question one, why hasn't Kane and Rince been nominated for a GMA yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been, uh, do you know, the word snubbed was used uh, by, by a couple of people uh, the last yeah. couple of years. Um, now, what I should say is we've never actively sought out, we've never put ourselves forward. So, I, I, um, Do you believe that, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> No, no, nor do I. We genuinely haven't put ourselves forward. Ne- um, neither did we, Leon. All right, come there's on. About f- there's about 50 of you. One of you must have done it on the sly. And I'll I, what, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Garrity, we, if I'm totally honest. No. Uh, actually, well, I, I, I shouldn't say too much, but we had a we did have a conversation about doing that this year uh, on email. Yeah. And some of the team, a, a, a minority among the Kane Rince crew were quite keen that we do it, but the majority said, now nah, we'll let, if other people want to put us forward, that's cool. If it happens organically, it's cool, but we're not going to chase it. So that's why we've been snubbed uh, for yeah, five I, years. I know in what you've done there, Leon. I like yeah. it. I mean, what you said, that that's a call to arms. You're saying, you know, you've said, <laughs> oh, if maybe people next year want to vote for us, yeah, that, sure. Be fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah, 2017, but everyone will the have listeners forgotten. better get involved. Everyone will have forgotten by then anyway. But, do you um, think you deserve one? <laughs> I think a nomination uh, just to, you know how um, people get awards just for being around a long time? Yeah. Uh, I think we're now in that sort of um, Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino sort of situation where... The, the one life left zone. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> they, we, yeah, but that would mean a nomination every year. Uh, what I will say is that we are <laughs> we are now co- pretty much permanently above uh, most of the other uh, GMA nominations in the iTunes charts, and yet still tumbleweeds every year. So you know, um, I'm not it's saying starting that, to sound bitter. Yeah, no, but no, no bitterness at all. No, genuinely, I, um, I think it's something that uh, our fans have said to us more often. Uh, 
you know, why, why haven't you been nominated? And we say, well, why didn't you nominate us? So, uh, yeah, I think it's that. But, uh, <laughs> Don't get angry at your fans. Yeah, it's the effort of anything. <laughs> Don't turn Idiots. it on them. <laughs> <laughs> you're Jesus. only ruining it for yourselves it's alright we don't have a big uh, they, they won't be listening to this um, there's no crossover whatsoever because ours is sort of more you know Highbrow. more intellectual audience yeah. so um, <laughs> I don't know what would you have done if they said oh why haven't you been nominated for a GMA well why didn't you nominate us? well because you're not actually that good but I just wonder why. <laughs> um, I've got next question yeah. who is your least favourite member of Kane and Rince um hmm that you're the is... boss, so you've got. There is definitely someone that's in your head now, but you're just weighing it up whether it's worth actually coming out with it or not. <laughs> this you really nailing me to the wall here. Um, yeah. This uh, I genuinely love the Kane and Rince team. Like they but have Darren. been, they have been absolutely amazing for uh, it's five years. We've been going now. We've had. Um, one person who wasn't there, who was there at the start, who's no longer with us. We had one oh, person. Oh shit! Who was that? Uh, what Darren, did he do? Darren Foreman. Nothing. He oh, just. Oh man! He just, did he proper slag you off and that? No, sorry. He just drifted away. He he, he just <laughs> he just went he went off and did uh, other things for other people. Did so. you make him drift away? Like, no, is that no, the... absolutely no, not. Right. I, I think you better I, bloody drift away now, Darren. Drift, <laughs> drift away. away. <laughs> I, I've come close to asking some people to drift away, but uh, it's never quite got to that. Um, if we'd had any like active pro uh certain movements for instance among the team that would have been a problem but uh, uh that hasn't happened so um no everyone contributes in their own way some people edit some people do articles some people do videos some people do community stuff some people do more than one thing um J- uh, jay who is kind of my right hand man but he's the one who's on the least of the podcast he's you know one of my best friends in the world now um so uh yeah everyone's brilliant um, oh, man, that, see, that is we, Donald We never Trump. had any problem with that, Such did we? With Sean, Such yeah, a with Sean being pro Gamergate, there was no yeah. problem with that on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. We, we um, forgot that. Yeah. Has, has anyone been fired for trying to crack a joke during an episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you remember that you did a couple, David, and I did. and then you didn't come back on for like three years. <laughs> Because that's on here as well. (laughs) Where is it? Um, uh, Why have I only been on three episodes? (laughs) Um, It's like when people ask me to be on shows uh, and I think they think because I've got my own show that I'm going to be like difficult or or I'm not going to want to do it or something. So really, I'm shy because to me... Because you started Joypod before I started on Gamerdork, you're still always, you know, the big head honcho, the big cheese. Yeah, I'm, uh, the, I'm the boss. I'm the pod father. Yeah, you are the pod father. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we've heard we've heard evidence of that in in recent times. And I think it's good. You should flex your muscle in a public arena, um, uh, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, and I like it. Um, so yeah, you're winning it was co- me over. It was a combination of the fact that you thought you could come on our show and crack wise uh, when it's a very, very serious thing. Um, you know, you you weren't dry enough as the thing. And yeah, but uh, do, uh, Leon, don't you think you should have learnt from that? Don't you think you should have thought, well, we've got a legend on yeah. and he's making the show pal. Maybe we should take that on board a bit. Yeah, well, we did reach out to a few um, gaming <laughs> celebrity comedians um, a bit. <laughs> People who are higher up the ladder than you, like Dara O'Brien and, and people like that. Um, so we're still waiting to hear back. Um, and now, now Go 8-Bit's gone large. Uh, we've lost Ellie Gibson and, and all these other people. So, um, so yeah, if, um, we'll be, we'll be sending out invitations for volume six soon. So if we do some crap game that you've played, um, you know, like, I don't know, Call of Duty or FIFA or something like that, um, 
Yeah, I'll give you a shout. All I, mean, I say is that I know, you did I mean, a freeze episode and I, was I wasn't say, invited on that. I mean, that is you know you're just embarrassing yourself. I genuinely felt a bit bad about that because at the time we scheduled that show. Now, I wasn't on that one because I've played like 10 minutes of, of three. So I didn't qualify um, to talk no, about you it. you don't. Uh, and I had no idea that you were like a threes obsessive. Otherwise, I definitely would have made that happen. Like I would have ensured that whoever, I can't remember who ran that show, James or somebody, but um, I would have made sure that they got you on because you are Mr. Threes. Uh, so I assume that there was some sort of disciplinary for this James fellow, was there? Uh, naturally, yes. Um, yes, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been bed, bedridden genuinely for some months now. And uh, I'm not oh, saying God, don't I tell had, me that. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I had nothing to do with it, uh, honest. Okay, next question I've got <laughs> for you is, um, have you ever followed a female games journalist on Twitter, not to read her opinions on games, but because she thought she was fit? Honestly, yes. Um, next question <laughs> is, were you shitting it when you found out I was getting back into podcasting? <laughs> were you like, oh, fuck, we might as well give it, give up? No, I I was genuinely looking forward to having something amusing to listen to again because uh, I didn't have a sort of a low quality sort of banter cast, you know, a sort of knockabout. <laughs> uh, I like something that takes no effort or or investment to listen to. Um, <laughs> it was going to be called the banter cast. I don't know. <laughs> that was genuinely one of the suggestions. David Turner's Super Bants, Bants and Friends. Yeah. Uh, Bants and Bants and games, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I love, I love a spot of, um, you know, kind of. I, I like all the fart jokes and the knob jokes and all that, and that's brilliant. So, well done. Keep, keep Good. that up. We, 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 we do a service. Um, can you think of a game that is too highbrow for me, or for Kane and Rince? But, but um, for you, because, because there are, you know, there are games that I don't cover on Kane and Rince because they're too highbrow for me. Things like okay um, for Kane and Rince, then. for Tale of Tales, um, yeah, the the Tale of Tales games. We did a show on uh, a very very small niche indie developer who makes very um, experimental. Well, did they're, they're no they're no longer going for some reason. Uh, I don't think any of their games gained any traction um, outside of one podcast. Uh, but yeah, they they were they were. I mean, you know, I like I like a bit of uh, independent. Uh, art house cinema and stuff like this but these were like whoosh, these were like the equivalent of um going to watch uh, somebody's uh, art uh, end of end of degree art show and it just going <laughs> completely over your head and you're going oh lo- nice use of color there um so i, <laughs> nice I let... use of the c word there well done. <laughs> yeah so i i let the uh i let the smart the, the there are so the more like my my knowledge of everything is based around video games where there are some people on the team who are more um more widely read and more academically uh competent than i am so yes definitely <laughs> what was it called tale of tales um the the uh yeah, the developers called Tale of Tales, and uh, not not to be confused with the the interesting um, Italian Anglo Italian horror movie that came out uh, earlier this I, year. Uh, what I wanted to do was just literally have a quote that said "Tale of Tales too highbrow for cane and rinse." I um, mean, that is that's Bien- next level, isn't it? That's got to go on yeah, the box. Bien- Bientolete was was the game that I played and thought I have no idea what this is about. Bientolete. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't play that game either. To be fair. The, yeah um not enough not enough shooting but uh not too high brow cane and rinse because it was on cane and rinse so um is there a game that no no there is not um there is nothing too high or low brow and in fact we don't even look at games that way so bullshit yeah. have you ever enjoyed one of your gaming community nights 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, again. Yeah, no, genuinely, we, we've had, um, I don't always join in, uh, but when I do, it's always a good laugh. Uh, we've done GTA Online, that's been a laugh. We did some Rocket League, that was excellent. Uh, you joined in for one match, but then you had to go off and uh, play with Billy No Mates, Matt Murray over there. <laughs> uh, well, he's gone for 25 minutes. I thought, what's, what's happened over here? Yeah, we had a good game and we won. We we turned it around at the, at the death and uh, almost scored a good goal and yeah, it was all good. Um, did we win? Yeah, we we turned it round right at the end. I'm sure we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we did. I think you that scored the winner, Dave. I'm not correctly. Yeah, <sighs> man, uh, come on. I'm not being yeah. funny, mate. But if someone's going to diss someone for their rocket league skills, it's not you against me, is it? Let's face it. Was it me against Farley? Probably. Well, I think that's enough. I think that's enough grilling of Leon Cox. I think you know him better now than you ever ever have done before. I know myself uh, better. Unless anyone else has got any questions, anyone? Uh, I've got one. I mean, Leon, can you name all members of Cane and Rinse? <laughs> Is that even possible? How how many of them are you? Are there? It's, um, like B twelve. Like, some 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 people have likened us to Blazing Squad, uh, the uh, seminal uh, early millennial uh, rap act, uh, also Solid Crew. Um, or, yeah, they were a bit shit as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah very much. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Honestly, sometimes I write an email, and I'm really glad that Google does that thing where it suggests um, people to send it to that you normally include in a group, because otherwise I would inevitably leave uh, somebody off. Probably the person who would be the answer to that question you asked me earlier that I that I dodged. So, um, but yeah, there's uh, there's there's uh, Itchy, Dopey, Harpo. <laughs> no, I can, but nobody needs me to do that. I can do it. Um, but uh, how yeah, many the, members are there? Uh, I, we're currently in flux because there's one going and one and and one new one new one. So actually, it's Who's the same going? number. Who's isn't a new it? one? Come on, let's uh, that. Yeah, well, we've we've said this. Leah Haydu, off 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 of America. <laughs> um, she's she's our first permanent female member of the team. So that's good. Uh, wow! T- now, now that now that Kane and Rince has broken the last hurdle, yeah, <laughs> you know the last barrier, yeah. to break through, yeah. they've finally done it. I'm not increasing your diversity quotient uh, <laughs> on this no. uh, on this appearance, am I? Um, but yes, sadly, <laughs> we're losing Ryan, who is absolutely wonderful um, because he's got an amazing job that I can't talk about. But um, yeah, so but he's not allowed to. He won't be allowed to continue broadcasting with us. Uh, but he's still going to be part of the the kind of you know the the, the so solid crew the community um, in some capacity but he won't be able can to can you not talk about it because you're well jelly uh no i wouldn't say i'm jealous I, I actually don't know specifically what the role is but um but oh, yeah. you can't tell us because you don't know what it is gotcha uh, i know i know where he's going but i don't know exactly what he's doing i've got i've got an inkling <laughs> mcdonald's but, uh, yes it is uh car phone warehouse <laughs> great job in great seattle career. don't mock it starbucks great benefits uh right matt have we had any follow-up to last week's show we have we have it hasn't it hasn't been huge in fact this has been probably the most positive week of feedback we've had um for a long long time um first of all the whole yes matt no matt thing i mean i can't even remember what we decided yes matt or no matt was even going to mean not um, can i did you did you do a poll show? did you do no, one yet no i didn't but but people tweeted in so last week's show we discussed um next episode where we could do this live um live podcast on youtube to sort of talk about psvr and all that sort of stuff and dave suggested people could uh tweet us hashtag yes matt or no matt to determine whether i should or should not open the psvr um prior to 
Evan arriving so I can get stuff set up or should I save it so Evan can have that new console feeling together? I can't remember what, what Yes Matt or No Matt meant. I think, I think it but... was yes, yes Matt, um, you're not allowed to play. That was the problem with it. It was like, Yes Matt, you're not allowed yeah, to play. I said that at the time. Well, no Matt, you, you are allowed to play it. A poll would have been much easier. Anyway, you're that, so fucking boring, though. That is so dull. Guys, it Do doesn't matter. It doesn't Man. matter because it ended up in a draw. So I good. think that means I'm sending the PSVR back. So uh, well, that, we've that's good. we've had <laughs> we've had um, a discussion off air about it, and I said there is no way you're allowed to play that PSVR until we're all there because if you play it for the first time and you're sick, then <laughs> we need to be able to capture that in some way. We all yeah, need to witness it, that. I think what we have agreed is that um, as much as I re- genuinely actually really wanted to save the whole sort of, you know, set up stuff together, but um, I don't think I'm gonna, that's going to happen. I think because there is a bit of a, I think there's like a patch or download that's going to happen when you plug it in. So I'm yeah. going to have to get it out and um, you set it up and download the patches and the demos, and then I'll just have to not play it. <clears throat> um, yeah, but th- this is it. Day. You emailed me today saying, oh, I'll just have one go. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just no, no, sure it what I was going to say. Matt, that's what my dad used to say when he wanted to play my N64 before he gave it to me on Christmas. I was just testing to see if it works. Dad, there's loads of save games all over this fucking thing. What are you <laughs> dad, doing? Dad, you've completed it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those games that you can't reset once it's done. Um, I, I, I um, avoided E3 this year, Matt. I think you should be able to avoid PSVR for one evening. Okay, but so are we saying I do or don't open it and download the stuff? Well, you do open it and download the stuff, but if you dare put it on your head, <laughs> what? How, I'll, I'll be fucking furious. Part of the setup process. <laughs> no, no, no. You just you turn it in. You plug it in. We do the setup process together, but you plug it in, and it will any like oh, surely it will pick up any sort of software update straight away, right? I, so you I get guess, that whole bar that fills so. up. I guess so. And then you pack it you pack it all back up. You put it all back in its little plastic bags. What? And then <laughs> you see, that. Well, they come in those little plastic bags, don't they, with the black cable yes, ties. Yeah, 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 they do, yeah, they do do that, yeah. The thing about <laughs> so, this is I'd, I'd normally trust Matt with almost anything. I think he's a very trustworthy person. Really? But I, but I wouldn't trust him over this. I wouldn't trust him over this, though. Like, nah. there's no way that he's going to be able to Matt won't that. be able to do it. And when, when it comes to match year that he's not allowed to do E3... I'm going to do everything I can to try and catch him out because he will cheat. Like, he will genuinely cheat. Not, oh, David was able to tweet using this strange yeah, system. Yeah, because David well, that's found cheating. a workaround. I was I'm talking, I'm talking real tweets. I'm talking he'll be on Twitter, he'll be reading all the news, and then he'll be, like, in, in the thing, we'll drop a, a lie in, and he'll go, oh, yes, that sounds fun, thinking that he's convinced us that he hasn't looked at all the news from E3. You're full of shit, man. I can't believe you would trust him, James. I would trust him generally, but not over this. No way. Matt is not a trustworthy guy. He would fuck anyone over to get what he wants. I think we've agreed that I can put it on my head to set it up, but I won't play a game. Okay, that's good. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have not... You're not allowed to put it on your head. Okay. We're going to be up there. (laughs) We're going to get there about one, two o'clock on the Friday. You can put it on then, but you can't put it on before then. Okay, right. Well, and I will be checking for hair follicles. Well, well, I've got no <laughs> hair, right so that's got, got you out. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Caught you out. Fuck. <laughs> got you right over there. Anyway. Okay. Um, what so, else? Um, apparently, um, 
who were kicking off because Sean chose fried eggs over poached eggs in, in one of my many questions to Sean uh, over last week's show. Um, of course, poached egg um, is the best egg, but Sean chose fried and some people were not happy. Um, I prefer fried egg. Uh, working class, mate. A working class hero, David Turner. Fried egg. All the way, boy. More of a poached man myself. Um, well, one other oh, question I've got is middle class scum. Um, Mark McCann uh, asked Sean if anyone could jump into any episode of a computer game pod or whether they need to go back to episode one to understand the main story arcs. Now, of course, that's what some may describe as a humorous question, but I think there's a lot, <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think you probably do need to go back to episode one because obviously you're not going to understand why Dave's always angry. You're not going to understand why Farley's pissed off. You're not, I'm not going to understand why I'm so happy. You, you really have to go back to episode one to really understand the, the full, the full arc, surely, right? Is there any that you, they could skip? They could probably skip a few, right? Like this the one. first two episodes. Yeah, but this one so far, good. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Leon? You can fucking take that. No, that, I, that. I, I started it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the only, the only. Well, that's true. The only thing is, though, if you ever go back and watch the first episode of like Friends or something, the characters haven't been fully developed at that point because yeah. the writers yeah, haven't right. spent enough time with them nor nor of the actors so i imagine episode of one of the computer game show is a bit like that where you're all just trying to find the right level of of you know actually nice the writing for me was shit for like the first couple of episodes you know it's nice to get better <laughs> has it really when when does it start getting better yeah, i'm still waiting for my character to develop <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, okay. So start from season one just to start <laughs> start from episode one just to uh see how well yeah. it's progressed. If you're listening to this in this first episode, stop immediately, download the <laughs> first twenty six, get through them, come back to us in about a week's time, you'll love it. Be, you you'll get so much more out of it. It's true. You get all the little in jokes, yeah. you? All you the little clever all. references. Yeah, because yeah, even that even that was an in joke, you you don't understand it because you you know, Johnny come lately, but start from the beginning, you'll get more out of it. Brilliant. Uh, that was it for follow up. Good. Um, right, news, James. This is your your remit, mate. What's know, going we, on in the news this week? We we've got two things. I mean, first of all, we've got the PSVR like review embargo to lifted. I thought it'd be worth having a look at that because yeah. So Matt is upset. Let's start with Leon. Are you interested in PSVR? What are your thoughts towards PSVR? I've come as close as I was. You know, I was saying earlier that Jay, my my right hand man, who I met first on the, the in the as part of the Gamerdork community back in two thousand nine, whatever it was, um, and he's become one of my best friends, and we work on Kane and Rince really closely together. We've come as close as we've come in the preceding seven years or whatever it is to actually having an argument about VR. I thought you were he... going to say actually having a kiss. Then he's moved away to Lincoln. So is that because uh, you kissed? Yeah, it's, it <laughs> on the uh, no, he uh, he's very very pro VR, and I'm quite sceptical. Now, I've, I've we've been having this conversation on our forum, and we've got some very in the pro camp, and some in the anti camp, and some in the will wait and see camp, and that's all fine, and you know it's all very civil and, and stuff. But my like, I'm personally not that interested in the idea of using it, although I can see that it will have some fabulous, um, you know, some uses both in games and outside of games that it's going to be absolutely brilliant for. And I think the technology yeah. is here to stay in some form or other. But as a console add-on, there has never been in the history of the industry a successful, expensive console add-on. 
And I don't see that changing in terms of, I know the Connect ended up selling a lot of units, but it has no, it has no real legacy or traction. And it was only a hundred and something quid. Whereas this yeah. is, this is more like the price of it. In fact, if you buy everything from scratch here, you're looking at 500 and something, 600 pounds. If you buy, if you're buying a PS Pro as well to get the full kit, you're looking at like the price of a decent PC. It's not cheap. And I realized the price will come down and apparently Sony are making a profit on the units. So they will be able to drop the price. Hopefully they'll release a bundle with move controllers and camera all packed in and, and that could help get, gain it some traction. And I'd like to see it because I'm always keen, you know, uh, to, to see the industry or, or games design move on. But my personal feeling at this point is that it's, it's going to start off with a bit of a flurry. There'll be a few games and people will talk about it for a bit. But then ultimately people don't want to sit at home with headsets on. And we've seen that with 3D, the failure of 3D TV at home. I don't think people actually want to sit there wearing headsets. I'm, t- I'm totally with you. I think it will be a fantastic bit of kit. And I think it will be something that everyone's absolutely got to try. Yeah. I just can't see it being more than, as I said a million times on this show, it's an attraction. You know, it's a ride. It's something you go and try once or twice and go, wow, that wasn't that thrilling, wasn't that brilliant, but not ever have the impulse to say, actually, I want one of those in my house. I want a Ramesses Revenge in my living room. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I, just don't think really, I know you've, you've talked about this, but it's a really, really hard sell as well because you can't, you cannot sell it unless people get the kit on and... Once they do that, then if it's impressive enough, if whatever they're engaged with makes them feel like it was enough of a, you know, a magical, uh, a step change in, in immersion and all that sort of thing, then maybe, maybe then they'll consider shelling out. But until then, it's, it's going to remain an unknown quantity and word of mouth is, is powerful. And that will, like we were talking on the forum about how the, you know, we fit became, you know, a very, very large selling relatively expensive albeit under 100 pounds add-on for a console but that was so much to do with its mass audience and word of mouth this is this is something else and and you know it's been it's been 25 years since the last attempt the last round of vr and that was a massive flop and i know graphics and everything have moved on since then so i don't know we'll see i i I, I hope it's cool I mean, with the pricing and everything, it feels a little bit... And also, I mean, there hasn't been a huge amount of advertising for it either, like, really. And it, it kind of feels no. like Sony aren't really expecting this is going to be, like, a, a massive thing yet. But this Completely is like the, sort of the... You know, this is like the first sort of steps, maybe, but it, it doesn't really feel like they're really pushing it really, really hard. Completely I mean, agree. The, the big problem is, with, with something on a closed system like uh, the PlayStation 4, it lives and dies on its software. And I think with Oculus and Vive, they have that sort of open community that people can actually create stuff for it, uh, regardless of how well it's going to sell and whatever. Um, and that increases the life lifespan of it. With, with PlayStation, if the games start, like if they don't sell as well as they do, you know, in they're not going to sell as well as they do in the launch week, obviously. But if the game's sales start drying up, then people will stop developing it for it. Well, like why, why would they pump money into developing for PSVR if, if, if they, that dries up? And that's the only outcome I can see. But I don't want to be too negative because I do think it'll be a great bit of kit and I'm really excited to try it out next week. Um, and the reason why we're talking about PSVR again is because the embargo lifted. Now, I haven't actually watched or read a hell of a lot about it, to be quite honest with you, Matt. So... You've read it and watched everything, uh, sometimes several times, right? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so what's the reaction been like um, from the media? I mean, um, the re- so the reaction has been um, it's great for the price. It's it's the most comfortable headset. It's the most accessible headset. Um, it's half the price of of uh, of Vive and Oculus. Uh, but there has been some uh, definitely some teething troubles with the tracking. Um, I mean, uh, John. So when Bond, you say tracking, what do you mean? What, so what is the, it tracking? That's actually the tracking of the move controllers um, and, and also the headset itself. It, the, the way tracking works on on uh, on uh, PSVR is totally basically hacked together. Like, and I can tell you, I don't totally know why Sony did it, but it's basically totally hacked together. Whereas with Vive and Oculus, it uses well, uh, Vive uses like uh, la- uh, lasers to like to determine where the where the handsets are uh, and where the, where the headset is. And um, I think Oculus uses a similar similar thing, or it could be RFID, but it, or, or some other some other sort of wireless uh, protocol. But basically. PSVR just uses light, um, which is it's easy to get in the way of. And uh, there's been some um, reports. You know, obviously it ha- you can have occlusion whereby the something could get in the way of the light from the PS Move controller or from the headset, and suddenly you've lost tracking. Uh, a, 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 a PS4 and PSVR try, tries to guess where where you are, but it, it's not 100. percent And then suddenly, when your handset or the headset goes comes back into view of the camera. It sort of shifts, and it, it, that's what's causing people to feel sick if, if if they've suddenly lost tracking with either the headset or the or the controllers. So it's a totally hacked together um, a VR solution using using technology. It's you know like is it five or seven years old? I can't remember when Move first came out, but uh, it, it, it's fairly fairly old. So um, I'm not surprised there's issues, and it, this doesn't really feel like the, the same level uh, of quality of VR that that we get with Vive and Oculus, but it's the downside better than Gear VR and that sort of stuff. But it's not quite, um, it's certainly not room scale, and it's certainly not full tracked VR that people might have come to expect with Vive and Oculus. But the thing is, I mean, you say it's not room scale, but then for the majority of people, is that really such a big deal anyway? In the sense that you know, you don't not people have got enough space to be able to like set up just a dedicated room for VR. Yeah, and I, I, I see that, but I, I mean, Vive is room scale. But in all the demos I've done, it, it's just the fact that you can move a foot is enough to really, really change it. Rather than just you stand still or you sit down, just the fact that you can move in a tiny, tiny little box is is enough to make you think differently about VR. Absolutely, I think that's that's huge. And when I see room scale, it doesn't mean you have to have a fifteen foot by fifteen foot. Um, you know, space in your house to do it. I think it just moving, you know, very, very, very short distance uh, makes it feel very different. This doesn't have that. I, I know why Sony done it. I mean, they, they basically done it because obviously VR is becoming a thing. You know, uh, uh, Facebook wouldn't have bought Oculus for two billion dollars if they, if they did, if I didn't think there's a lot of potential. And you know, just look look at what Vive is doing. So Sony knew it was happening. Uh, they wanted to get involved in that, and and they did. I guess the clever thing they tried to keep prices down by using old technology. They had a probably a million move controllers somewhere in a warehouse, and said, "Let's try and use this." And so I I, I admire what they've done, but it just means that clearly that, that it's not going to be as good an experience compared to the things like Vive and and, um, and Oculus. But but I will say overall reviews have been really good. I mean, they a lot of reviews said I've you know, they've had no issues with tracking at all, and for the price and you know everything, it, it's fantastic and it's it's brilliant. Uh, it's brilliant what it can do. You know, compared to, you know even even though it's only it's it's half the price of the others. Uh, so overall reviews have been positive. They just haven't been like out as well, mind blowing. I I mean, what what are the what are the, so other than the tracking, what other stuff have they sort of? 
Um, Criticised. So the uh, um, the the headset itself is much lower resolution um, than, than the others. But 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 what they say is resolution isn't actually as big a deal. It, it um you can have a lower resolution if if it's comfortable and it and it and it uh and it's got good um. Uh, and it's got minimal minimal screen door, which screen door is the um, the uh, effect you get on Vive and Oculus. Where if you look at the look at the panel, it looks like you're looking for almost almost like a mesh curtain. You can see the lines in between the pixels. This has a lot less of that, but um, because of the OLED panel and some technology that, that Sony are utilizing, so it hasn't got that. Uh, it's generally you know, it, it's light, it's really nice and comfortable on your head, and, and they said. That that means that resolution isn't quite as important actually. Um, so, but resolution it, it's not not as high res as the others. Um, yeah, tracking's not great. Um, but apart from that, it's, it, it's been largely positive. And what's the what's the um what what's the software that seems to be the standout? You, this is the one to get if you're getting. Um, well, so it's these interesting. Are the, these are the these are the games to get. To, yeah. So um, you know, so start off. The, the the main embargo ended um last week. Um, I can't remember what day we ended last week, and that that was a hardware embargo. And some of the smaller, smaller, some of the smaller um, experiences, if you will, and and more of the indie games. And there's a second embargo that actually runs out on the 12th, which is, it, um, I believe it's it's what well, it's. If you listen to this on the day this show comes out, it's Wednesday the 12th. So the second embargo ends today, and that is when things like Drive Club, Rigs, uh, Battlezone, Res, those when like the larger games are getting reviewed. Um, but so, but so far the the big the big ones that everyone keeps reviewing really highly are Thumper, um, which is out actually um, also now, but it's out in a non-VR version. You can get it on, on PS4 um, as, as we were recording on the Monday. That's reviewed really well in VR and non-VR versions. As a Super Hypercube, which is the game, I think, I think, I think it's Phil Fish's company have developed or they've co-developed this game. Everyone raves about that. It says, says, says that's definitely one of the ones to go for. Um, so the, uh, the, those are the two big ones right now. I mean, some people reviewed and, and rated the Batman Arkham VR experience really, really highly. Others said it's it's good, but it's it is only an hour and a half long, um, and it's much more of a tech demo than than anything else. But yes, yeah, so some places have said that that's also a really fantastic experience. But there's actually I'm actually quite surprised that a lot lot, a lot of people said that actually the software is really good and really really varied, which is something that Oculus suffered from when that first came out. So, um, and the last question is, you uh, obviously being someone that's actually excited for VR and and um, uh, and have actually pre-ordered the unit. What games have like, what games are you looking forward to playing yourself? Um, well, so I, I'm really interested in, in rigs. I'm really interested in Battlezone. Um, Res is the one that that Evan is is really really excited for. I mean, I didn't play. I haven't played Res before, and people say this is. I agree, like the, the the best way to play res. One of the other games I'm really looking forward to is Sports Bar VR, which is from the guys who made Pool Nation. Um, um, and basically, it, it's um, it you go into this pool bar, you can play like air hockey, you can play darts, you can play pool, um, you can throw beer bottles around. You can go in and have like a little party, or you, you know, as in like party chat with like you and six mates, or you can, or you can just go into sort of a, a public area to play pool. That looks like quite atmospheric and just like a nice little social experience to to play, but um. Yeah, yeah, the big ones are definitely Res, um, Rigs, and Battlezone that I'm really looking forward to. Is there to. a place that is there a bit to like a port to plug in a microphone in the PSVR headset? It's got a mic built in. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I knew that, um, what is it? The Vive's got that. Yeah, and yeah, people Vibe's were saying, that. actually, that's more important than you'd think because some of these games, 
what was that game that's come out that everyone's raving about where you just go and actually like socially interact with other people wearing the headsets and stuff? That's uh, that's probably Rec Room. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's um, maybe that's something that could potentially yeah. come to PSVR. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I Rec Room. There, there was um, I'm sure poor listeners have probably watched already, but um, Giant Bomb did a, a demo of Rec Room uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and you, you just go on Giant Bomb's YouTube channel and find it. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. It's sort of a social game where you go. It's, it's like a, a Rec Room in America. You can. It's like a. I guess it's like some part of like the the college halls, and you can play like table tennis and beer pong, and you you, you high five, you no, know, you sort of fist bump other people in the same room to to start a party, and uh, there's a guy pretending to be a a, a handy bot. I'll do it. Just 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 watch the videos. It's amazing. But um, I was yeah, from what you social... said, I was really hoping it was going to be like PlayStation Home. I thought that's what we're going to possibly that possibly. <laughs> Good old home. Yeah, the running. Um, home. Forget the days on home. Although there is actually a game called Atom Universe, which is on PS4. Um, it's in, you can download a demo now. It's it's not particularly great, but a lot of people who were I I think I believe they're working on PS a PlayStation Home. Then they went to start this Atom Universe, which is also going to get a VR update. But um, Jesus Christ! Imagine having a second bite of the cherry to create a computer game, and then you go, Nah, let's let's do another PS Home, <laughs> a PlayStation Home thing. Man, Jesus, give that shit up. Yeah. Leon, have you used any VR before or much? No, I I haven't. Um, Not even back in the virtuality days of the early Mm. 90s. Um, No, so, you know, so perhaps it's really unfair of me to to be a... a, a, Aren't your eyes all fucked up? Yeah, they are a bit. uh, Because you can't see 3D and stuff, right? Well... Uh, I couldn't until the N3DS came along, and and now oh, I've really? seen. Yeah, yeah, the N3DS with its proper stable 3D. Um, I've played some of the like the the 3D Sega stuff on there, the um the old 80s arcade games, but in 3D, and I can actually that actually looks 3D to me. So that was like, oh, I bet that blew your dick off. Like yeah, you must have been like, cool. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I've never seen 3D before. Um, yeah, no, Shit. that was cool. Uh, it looks more 3D than real life. Um, so, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I don't know. So I d- yeah, I don't know. It's it's there's nothing um, like my my eyesight's okay um, in terms of I can you know I can see detail and that sort of thing. But it's just that I've got one one short sighted eye, one long sighted eye, and um, I was born with a you know stig- stigmatism, lazy eye, boss eye, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So if I if you ever meet me, uh, listeners, and I look a bit cross eyed, that's that's what that is. It's like it's like David's melty face. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> no, uh, it's just standard now. It's just what a bunch <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I've also got snaggle teeth. Uh, yeah, and a really <laughs> creasy visage. But I don't even know what that is. But okay, <laughs> I've got a I've got a toe that looks like a thumb. So do you say Ooh. snaggle tooth? Like, what is that? Is that like some like Victorian disease? It's when like your teeth sort of, sort of stick out and catch on your lip and stuff. You know, it's sort of British British teeth. Oh yeah, classic. Uh, yeah. For those you know, especially for those of us who were born in the seventies when um, dental care wasn't. When, when dentists yeah, were outlawed. Administered. Yeah. Because I just wanted to know if you had oh, the VR. experience it and, and, and that's why, my, why, why you're not psyched. I mean, I, I, it, it, obviously... That might be it. We've talked yeah. about this a billion times. It's like, it's impossible to say, oh, it's it's VR. It's, until people experience it, they don't... It's really hard for them. Totally. It's really hard to, you know, for, for, for them to really say whether it's great or crap. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see, see you try it. Do you know no one's going to get a PSVR that you could have you, a go? Matt. Uh, well, the, come the, up. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, the, the thing don't. is, the 
I don't get motion sickness normally from from first person games or anything like that. So that's that's cool. So I, I'm not too bothered worried about that. And I do like the games, the genres that I understand benefit the most. So cockpit based stuff like I do like a good racer I do like not the really serious ones but I like an arcadey racer um and I like uh space sims and stuff like that so so I can imagine like you know the the dream I had since uh, since I was a child of playing a game like Star Citizen looks like it's going to be playing that in a VR environment would probably you know absolutely blow my tits off but um but until I until I do it yeah the 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 proof of the pudding is in the eating and all that Mm. um but I am concerned about talk of low res because it's one of those things where <clears throat> you look at you look at uh, something now and it, and it looks fine, but then when you go up, when you step up to a higher resolution and go back, that's when you go, "Ugh, how did I ever? How did I ever deal with this lack of pixels?" So I do worry that um, you know the PSVR is going to quickly look a little bit rough around the edges. But you know, if the immersion is that strong, then yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, 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 I think basically what it lacks in resolution, it's got in in immersion through through, through a solid frame rate and 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 sure. and, and, and comfort. So um, mm. I hear that, that that's less comfort, an issue than, than we think. Comfort sounds like a like it's not something that I generally pay too much attention to. I'm quite when it comes to swapping between different game controllers because I play multiple format all the time. So I'm always swapping between current controllers on all the different machines and old controllers on all different machines so my hands are quite you know quite supple and i'm quite happy just to switch around but the thought of playing something with something uncomfortable like when i have had problems like uh sometimes i get a a a, a hurty thumb playing the vita for instance just because it's slightly the wrong size for my hands or whatever um it does actually put you off playing so i think a comfy headset for vr is probably a bigger deal than than you might might necessarily sort of consider initially. So forgetting that you've got it on would be the ideal scenario, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right, well, uh, not long to wait now, is there? It's crazy how quickly it's come round. But yeah, yeah, next week, what was it, 7 o'clock on Saturday? Um, Well, Um, it'd be this week when the show's out. But um, yes, that's yeah. right. So it, it, it's this Saturday, seven o'clock. Go to youtube.com slash the computer game show, and we'll be streaming a we'll be doing a live live podcast streamed on there at seven o'clock on Saturday night. So get um, involved. And if you can't make that, we will be recording it and putting it out as our regular uh, podcast on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, can't make that. There'll be an audio version as normal as uh, following Wednesday, and there'll also be a, a we see it'll also be on YouTube uh, to, to watch at a late, later time. So yeah, so don't worry if you can't if you can't watch it. If you, if you can watch it live, you can ask us questions. Do the show uh, and that sort of usual live stuff and yeah so, um, have you sorted that out have you yeah of course I have boy interesting all right okay cool um let's get to what we've been playing and we should probably start with james farley well okay so we're gonna skip the other bit of news what's the other bit of news well i don't know I, i'm hesitating to bring it up because i know that you're gonna go mad as soon as i mention it there's you know there's been like new nx retailer leaks have you heard about this? Okay, what what are these leaks? Are they interesting <laughs> or genuine? Well, this what is the could thing. that I mean? mean? Well, okay, let me let me tell you where they're from, <laughs> and then you can decide whether you think it's worth going ahead with this or not. Okay, go on. Then. So the leaks do come from Reddit, okay, but they okay, are apparently no. from a large retailer in the US, and the people on Reddit claim that they have verified everything and that it's true. Right. Okay. So you, what you've said there is that they're from Reddit. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's all you needed to say. Oh, well, let's, okay. Let's just move on. To, to because people, because people have said that it's from a large 
retailer group. Who said that? The people that said that. The people on Reddit. Yeah. Right, okay, okay, so just, it's from let's Reddit. Let's just move on. There's no point, is there? Because no, you're, you're not going to give it a chance. Let's what have they said? On. No, just you know, just a couple of details about it and the price and stuff like that. What's you know? the price? Well, they reckon there's going to be two. Like two. There's going to be one that's a base price of two hundred ninety nine dollars, and then another one which is a bundle for three hundred ninety nine. What you been playing, James? This week, <laughs> what have you been playing? I've been playing Paper, uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. Now, this is interesting because last week you sort of hinted um, that this was going to be up there f- with your game of the year. And I listened to Giant Bomb last week and they said it was an absolute disgrace of a computer game. So... They didn't say that. They were just like, <laughs> they, they they've got ADHD. No, they've got ADHD because they and they uh, clearly not played it for that long either. <laughs> and James is a doctor now. He can say that. <laughs> So he can start. Not a medical just, doctor. But yeah, he's okay. not accusing them of that. He's diagnosing. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what? What's your point? What? what like? Is it? Uh, what, did they get that game wrong? Yes, they did. Yeah, they got right. it totally wrong. And cool. The thing is, I mean, a lot of there's because I've been listening to a lot of like sort of feedback about it, and the, it really does sort of go into two camps. There's either people that really clearly haven't actually played it for that long and want it to be something else. And then there's the people that have actually played it for a while, and then have you know like understood what they were trying to do. What um... oh, so go, so go into that then. What 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 did people um what, how did people want something else? Like what were they looking for that isn't in this, and why is that not a problem? I think they were looking for a much more traditional like Japanese RPG, like with like experience points and like leveling up and that kind of thing. And this doesn't have that. It's they've they've stripped it away. Like a lot of you know, sort of that side of the JRPG from it, and so on the but surface. Was that in the previous games? Was that stuff in the previous games? Yes. Yeah. There was there was right. more of that in the previous ones. Well, but okay. Said, sorry to jump in, but they've been moving away from that with the Paper Mario series since yeah. the Wii one, haven't they? So the first two, uh, which are, were were very highly regarded, Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door, were both um, more RPG-ish. But then with the Mario and Luigi series doing really well, they've kind of moved Paper Mario in a in a more arcade woods direction sticker star i know on the 3ds was not very well liked so no it was um, yeah and th- yeah. this is similar to sticker star in some respects but completely i knew different we invited in you on for a reason there uh leon i knew i knew there was oh. a reason why i wanted you on the show to, to butt in with my yeah you just put james right okay sorry james carry on so anyway they've replaced all of that <laughs> with like a card system whereby when you when you like you know battle when you do like battles you have like cards that you pick up and you see what they were complaining about on Giant Bomb is they were saying okay you have to like use the touch screen to like select the card then you have to like color the card and then you have to like flip the card and it like all takes too long and everything but the thing is all that's not entirely true because you can first of all you can change the settings so that you can use buttons instead of having to use the touch screen which really speeds things up a lot but then also the whole part, part the, the whole point of the um, card system is it really forces you to have to think like a lot more tactically than you would have done if they'd have done it in the the you know style of the uh, other games because with this you have to really think okay which cards am i going to lay out so that i can like defeat all of these enemies that are here whereas before like because you can't like individually select different enemies when you attack them so you just have to think okay which is going to work with what you know how is it going to be able to defeat you know these ones so there's like an extra layer of like of tactics there that there wouldn't be if they didn't have that system and I think it works really well. I mean, especially after you've played it for maybe I don't know about ten hours or so, you get you can like lay more cards at a time anyway. So then it becomes much quicker to like to go through battles. But it works really well. It's it's a really good system. Okay. 
So what, what? I mean, what else do you like about it? Well, I we mean, just stop th- there. <laughs> well, no, because I, I was waiting this, for a let's reaction. Keep this hype train rolling. Well, you see, because I think this is the thing. I know that you're not going to give this a chance because it's not your kind of game, and you don't. No, I'm not. Care. But I am interested. I'm interested into why this one is particularly good if it doesn't do anything to reverse. Like it doesn't sound like it does a lot to reverse uh, what people like the the complaints that people had for the game in the first place. Um, I'm interested to see why this works at, while those ones didn't. What well, what's the difference? What have they done right this time that they failed to do on the on the previous few games? Well, I think you see one of the things that I really like about it is that I was getting really bored of like Mario RPG games, mostly because they they're very formulaic and they always follow the same sort of structure. You always have the same sort of like you know this is like the ice area, this is like the you know the heat area, you know that kind of thing. This feels incredibly creative and it's incredibly well structured as well. Like you have, I mean, you you have like obviously like a huge world map that you sort of you know travel around, but you know you get pieces from different parts of, and then you take them to another part so you can unlock another part and that kind of thing. And it's just the environments are so nice to traverse, and it looks so beautiful. The sound is so good. It's yeah, it it just looks amazing. It's it's a really it's just incredibly fun to play, especially I mean, and the other thing about it is the script because. These games have always been pretty famous for having like you know pretty good scripts, but this one, it's is, I think one of the best, mostly because they don't go too far with this. I mean, it's not like they're trying too hard. They've got like the usual memes. They've got like references to like Luigi's death stare and stuff like that. But I really like the way that they like did stuff like they took the piss out of the, using the word gate at the end of every scandal, like in this game. And there's just a lot of things like that. It's um yeah, it's. It's not a perfect game, but it's incredibly fun to play. And I mean, I I put about thirty five hours into it or so, and it felt. I mean, I finished it, and it felt like it was about fifteen hours or so. It was um yeah, just great. What did you give it? A uh, nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's one of the best games I played this year. I mean, but it's it's really difficult to explain why it's good. It's it's a really is like a combination of like the game mechanics really work really well, but also it feels like they're doing something new. Like every stage that you go to has something new and inventive in it which that was really lacking particularly in the Mario and Luigi series which has got really stale this really feels like they're trying something new each time it's yeah much more interesting it's funny the one of the things I've heard because this is on Wii U right yeah a lot of people have been saying oh, maybe it should have come out on 3DS and people might have played it I mean, I mean it, it wouldn't it have does, looked as good no I suppose not I suppose not but does that I guess that does matter. We're kidding ourselves if we're we're saying, oh no, graphics don't mean anything to anyone because they clearly do. But I, I really uh, wish I knew um, what the sales figures were like in the UK because this game uh, it reached number fourteen in the chart. I mean, but I, I don't know what that means anymore. That well. Yeah, I can't believe it sold that well. I mean, it's a shame because this is really apart from probably Zelda. This is going to be like the last like big release for the for the Wii U. Like, there's not going to be anything else after this apart from maybe Zelda. So it's, but it's it's kind of a nice way to go out because it's it's really, it's good. Cool. Have you played anything else? Uh, I've well, I've got back to Tomb Raider, which um, oh, yeah. uh, what the, the Rise of the Tomb Raider? No, I've been playing the original. Yeah, the what? not the original original, but you know the the reboot from two thousand thirteen. Because I wanted to finish that before I started Rise of the Tomb Raider. Because oh, I never finished, finished it. it. No, I never finished it. So I went Holy back shit. to that. Where are you up to? Um, I'm quite close to the end, I think. I've just gone back down to the beach and going across like, oh, all yeah, the ships yeah. and everything. But have you met the 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 funky dude yet? What do you mean? Oh, then you've not. You're not near the end. There's still quite a bit of game to play. Okay. If you don't I mean, know what I'm saying there, then yeah, 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 you've. 
you've still got quite a bit to play, I think. But it's yeah, I mean it's it's a good game. I just um, I don't know. It feels a bit too combat heavy. Is the only complaint I've got about it. It's, there's oh, a lot but the of combat. combat's so much fun, man. Mm. Like it's some of the best third person combat I've played since Gears. Yeah, it's all about it that. It feels though. like Gears. It really feels like Gears of War. Like when you're playing it, it's like you know, it's Does like it? going yeah, because like when you get to a new area, it's got all like those perfectly like the you know the things at the right height for you to like crouch behind and everything. It's it's a really yeah. good game. It's just it just I I wish there was a bit more. I know it's such a cliche, but I just wish there was a bit more exploring in this. But it's good. And well, there are not the side mm-hmm. teams. Uh, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best bit of the game. I I, I definitely wish I had more. And, and the, the second one does have more of those. Um, mm-hmm. but I do also know what you mean about the combat. The combat in, in this is so much better than Uncharted. Yeah, it feels much more open. You can you can choose the way you want to. You want to take the skill tree and you just focus on bow if you want to do that. Whereas Uncharted is a bit bit one note, but um, I I, I do also know what you mean. I, I I would much prefer more exploring, more sort of traversing of rocks and finding side tombs and just shoot 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 the whole time. But uh, I thought that both the Tomb Raider reboots were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is really good. Both I'm really free, enjoying yeah. it. I mean, um, you've kind of got me a bit worried now because you see, I played this and then I was actually planning to play Uncharted next because I've never played it before. I know you're saying like the combat's worse. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, if you never played it, it's, it's absolutely worth playing. Are you going to go what Uncharted one or Uncharted four? Uncharted one, because okay. you, you know the the yeah the, the trilogy. Yeah. No, it's good. I I th- I think you'll like. I think you'll like them. There's a lot more puzzles in Uncharted than there is in yeah, uh, Tomb Raider. Um, and and the the story's not as good, but the characters are. The, the story's terrible in Tomb Raider. What am I saying? Um. But the the story's okay. It's not nothing special. But the character interactions are much better in Uncharted than they are in uh, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. It's just um, I find Tomb Raider such a like great play- game to play. Like yeah. I have so much fun when I'm playing that, and and yeah, building up my weapons is just one of my favourite things to do in those games. Like you get really really into it. Um, once you start upgrading your bow to a level where you can just like put grenades on it and stuff, that it mm. just yeah flies so so clever. Really good game. Yeah, have you played some... either of those, um, Leon? Tomb Raider, uh, yeah, I played them both. Um, the, both the reboot games. I enjoyed the the 2013 one a lot more than Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, and I don't know if that was just because it it you know it came first. It was the first. I'd skipped most of the the previous um, Crystal Dynamics ones. In fact, I'd skipped most Tomb Raider games since pretty much Tomb Raider. <laughs> I mean, I played two and three, but after the first one, I kind of which I did complete the very you know the '96 one. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, that I found that the annualization of that franchise that happened immediately was was detrimental to its kind of felt detrimental to its ongoing quality to me. So so I, I kind of got uh, pushed away and I didn't get back in with uh, Legend the the 2006 one. God, that's ten years ago now. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed um, the 2013 one. I, f- I found the 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 sort of the actual traversal of the environment and the combat just just an, an enormous pleasure um and rise of the tomb raider while it retained that i guess it just wasn't as special two years on or whatever um although i thought the the graphics for the icy cliffs were, were <laughs> very very pretty indeed yeah i mean graphically it's absolutely stunning and it's only only to be better by uncharted 4 i think that game just looks you know off the chart that looks unreal uncharted 4 um but at the time when the original tomb well, not the original tomb the tomb raider reboot came out it was genuinely stunning and then rise of the tomb raider made it look even better like i mean some of those vistas in that are just gobsmacking mm. i can't I imagine what it looks like though. on a system that can run it 
Sorry, I, I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you there, um, Leon. I mean, I, I think I, I much preferred the first reboot rather than the second. Even though the second, arguably, it looked better. Well, it definitely looked better, but it also tied up a lot of the systems. Um, but I just, yeah, I had, I had, I had more affiliation with, with the first one. I just, it, maybe it's because it was different and it was new. But second one was good, but uh, it didn't do enough really for me. Yeah, and I think uh, they really, uh, they they really lack the the extra um, sort of the the hooks that pull you through the Uncharted games, even when they do get uh, a little bit bogged down with the you know the slightly substandard shooting and the endless um, battle arenas. Uh, you've got those characters and the story and the interaction between them. And for me, the you know the stuff that's in the in the two Tomb Raider the modern ones is and or any of the old ones for that matter is just not in, up to that you know quality. So. Um, so when you, when you're, you, when it comes down to it, I found myself kind of with, with Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, it was more of a, a sort of, um, uh, you know, an, a Ubisoft open world type checkbox ticking scenario where I was like, you know, I was doing things and it was enjoyable, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really gripped in the same way. I wasn't desperate to find out what happened or, or anything like that. It but, got sort of interesting, but it only very late in the game did it get sort of interesting. And even then, yeah, it didn't, it was obviously nothing, to, nothing to compare to the characters and stuff in, in, in the Uncharted games. Hmm. All right then. Okay. Um, Leon, what have you been playing? Um, I played through Unravel last week, uh, last week or so. Um, I bought, uh, well, I traded up my hideous, ugly 70s fan heater scratch coated, uh, Xbox One, which I bought at launch back in 2013. I traded up for a new, uh, Xbox One S, which is a much, much more attractive and pleasing looking machine to my eyes. Can you get uh, those in black here or is it just white? They're launching some um, sort of uh, like battleship grey and blue ones to tie in with something like Battlefield maybe or something. But right. no, I don't think there is a black one. So yes, I do now have a table full of black consoles and one white one. But I actually, you know, you know, it's quite nice. It stands out. Reminds me of the the Wii, oh, which is still next door. But um, yeah, so with that, because it came with a FIFA 17 bundle. Um, and because FIFA wasn't out that the cons- when the console was out, they gave you a month of free EA access so that you could experience that and play FIFA early kind of thing, which I didn't do much of. I'm, I'm saving that for, uh, cause I'm pezzing at the moment, but, uh, but I did think, right, well, I, I wasn't an EA access member before. So, uh, is there anything here that I actually want to play will get played within a month? And I thought of unravel and I knew that David had been playing it recently. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, absolutely charming i think they're i feel like a wanker because um, <laughs> no shit yeah because <laughs> because i'm an, because i am a wanker because um it's it's so it's so of its type it's so kind of twee and it and it and it it sort of it tells the same story that we, it's like so self-consciously kind of Scandinavian indie game. It's, it's almost like, it's like a, a kind of living, breathing cliche, but then, but it, but it is so outrageously pretty. Uh, and oh, it's gorgeous to look at, isn't it's, it? Oh man, the, the, I, I genuinely got, um, it's very, very rare that a game actually I, I elicits a genuinely visceral response from me. and But I did actually get a little shiver down my spine. The bit when you first, um, he's by the beach and you, and the water's coming towards the screen 
and it and it hits like the front of the screen because so because the the level of the camera as it were is like halfway up so and that was just for some reason that just i found that absolutely like inspiring and then there are some bits later on in the snow which are just unspeakably stunning um the gameplay i think generally generally is pretty successful but my main criticism um like there's not too many problems with the physics or anything like that which 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 could have been an issue with such a, a game that's built around yarn and twine and um twirling things and and it's all it's all quite robust in that regard but i think by the end i thought i have done this same puzzle solution so many times now yeah the, totally the, I, i'd the, already started yeah. getting feeling that after like the first few levels yeah it's it's very much like there there are a few little you know exceptions and it and it throws a few bits in the mix where it's suddenly a, a more standard um reaction based sort of platforming game where you're like on um collapsing pillars or, st- or stuff like that and and the checkpoints are near enough um but you do sometimes get bogged down in these um the sort of the more involved puzzle sections and some some of the solutions are pretty smart and pretty clever but the sort of the mo- most of the puzzles across the levels are pretty much a variation on a very similar theme and i, I think they could have done I feel like there are probably more interesting puzzles you could do with the mechanics they had with being a man or a creature made of yarn. Um, but I think maybe some, they shied away from some of the more complex ones because they would have been perhaps too complex to be fun. Um, and people would have got stuck and frustrated and maybe they would have potentially got people, you know, kind of literally and figuratively tied up in knots and not knowing how to progress. There is a, um, there is a, a, there is a function as with some of these games to kind of pop yourself, to kill yourself, to go back to the start of the, the previous checkpoint. But it's sometimes hard to identify whether that's something you need to do or whether you're actually already on the right track. But overall, yeah, I mean, it is pretty gorgeous. Um, and uh and very sweet and i understand now because i remember people cooing over the the initial presentation of it and which i didn't watch and i was like yeah one one of them and it is one of them but it's a nice one and well done ea for releasing it i am totally with you though that, that the um the sort of stereotypical indie game even though you know it is ea yeah uh that is sort of everything is just totally rammed in your in your face and on yeah. the nose on this you know what i mean absolutely like the, the the ghosts and the the old lady and the memories like the, yeah. oh, you're restoring pictures and stuff like that is kind of like okay we get it yeah. <laughs> you know um but then i suppose that's a, a weird thing to say because i like games that do that usually it just feels for this I guess it's kind of things that we've all seen before. So yeah. it, it was doing nothing new. Um, I think it came from the heart, though. I mean, I think the team who made it obviously, you know, were genuinely passionate about it and uh, and believed in it. And, and so I, I don't think it's done from a cynical point of view, but it, it feels like it almost could be because it's quite it feels quite sort of manipulative in a way because it's, you know, it's uh, and, you know, you've got the similar things where you've got like Yanni's bit where he's struggling through the snow and it evokes journey and you've got the sort of the cycle of life thing out of journey. <laughs> Lots of yeah. other kind of, um, you know, other previous uh, you've got the sort of the the folksy music like Braid and, and it feels like it's kind of covering uh, covering ground that has been covered before but it but it is so beautiful that i think it's worth worth playing through anyway oh definitely it's definitely worth playing no doubt i'd recommend it um anything else i've been playing some pro evolution soccer like it's 2006 or some shit and uh i've been thoroughly enjoying that the most enjoyable single player pez certainly since uh for a decade 
um, as your review said and as other reviews have said. It's interesting now, looking at the reviews though, um, looking on game rankings where they simply average out the reviews, FIFA's actually slightly higher. Um, I can't believe because, I can't get over that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. I do, have you read both my reviews? No, I've only, I didn't, have you read, have you reviewed FIFA as well? Yeah, I'm sure oh. I tweeted it out. Um, basically, Probably with it. FIFA, there's so much to respect in that package. It yeah, is yeah, so yeah. large and there's so much shit that you can do. And the journey and looks fun. The journey is fun. Mm. And the stuff we were chatting about, James, last week with, you know, the circus around football being represented in that game when it's completely absent from Pro Evolution Soccer, it nails everything except for playing the game of football. And it's getting to a point now where I've seen all that stuff. I've seen all the game modes. I've seen all the cool stuff it does with the crowds and, you know, the reactions of the players and this and the other. I've seen all that stuff a million times before in FIFA. Now I want to play a game that really sort of represents the sport that I love. Um, and Pro Evolution Soccer for me this year just took a huge step forward for that. It just felt right. It feels fantastic. Um, really exciting to play and sort of represents the sport a lot better than FIFA does, in my opinion. Well, for me, it's it's been you know it's been the same all along. You know, there's been one that's that's always you know pipped to the other in my affections in terms of the, the amount of time I've spent with it. And certainly, I can imagine that it, the the balance may have been restored to pro this year but from what i have played of fifa 17 i still don't it's just not as clear cut for me as one plays the the better football or the more realistic football to me they both and continue to represent different facets of the sport bet one better than the other so it's never for me as clear cut as well i'm definitely having more fun playing this one because sometimes there'll be a you know there'll be a passage of playing pez as as compelling and fluid as it is that i just think well that wouldn't happen and then I'll play something in FIFA where it'll be a bit more kind of, it'll be a bit more staccato and a bit more physical or something. And I'll think actually that looks more like the football that I go and watch in the championship every, uh, every, every other week. So it's, yeah, it's just not, I'm, I, I generally you, have them both. So do you mainly play against a computer though? Uh, well, mainly, uh, I play a lot of, traditionally I play a lot of co-op, local co-op um with a friend um and but yes for in recent times although i do i do go online from time to time and i've played a bit of online pairs with mixed results sometimes it's been awful both technically and in terms of gameplay experience and sometimes it's been perfectly fine and fun um but yes uh probably more offline than on local multiplayer was my is my preferred way of playing oh absolutely games. same yeah. for me but i think i've played both online and sure. i don't know i think the cracks begin to show a lot more on FIFA when you're playing online. Like right. you do see the, oh, they're exploiting that. And, oh, mm. they've just skipped past me. Brilliant. Mm. I see less of that in Pez. Right. Um, there is still some, you know, Pez is far from perfect. There are there are little problems here and there. Um, but with FIFA online, it's like you do have, and whether it exists or not, it doesn't matter. Because the amount of times I've played it and I've felt, that the game's either weighed against me or it's weighed for me. You know, like either I'm getting the rubber to green or I'm getting absolutely slaughtered out of nothing. Um, that feeling still remains in FIFA for me. And I don't know if that's me being a bad loser or whatever, but there is definitely something to it. There's definitely moments where I'm playing what I feel is good football for 10, 20 minutes of a game, but it's as if the game is actively going, no, no, not now. 
maybe yeah. later. You, yeah, I've you never will, really had this. With, I've, I've heard you talking about this, and I'm not denying your experience, but it's not an experience I've really had. And one of the other issues I take with um, kind of FIFA uh, critique is that, and you know, in a way, it's completely fair because why should you have to? But FIFA now for five years or more has had these settings which you can tweak to basically tail the you know tailor the game to your preferences and if you go online and seek out slider settings you know like you were talking about demos uh pez option file like yeah, for yeah. me the first thing i do as well as downloading loads of kits and stuff for pez and editing all the right names and blah 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 with fifa it's go online and find a set of slider settings that make the game like perfect so i've been doing that now for however many years it is and it's always like a massively superior experience to the one that you get out of the box where everything's set to 50 50 um and you know i know you could say well why should you have to do that and why don't why don't FIFA, you know why don't ea make it so that the best settings are the ones out of the box but i like the fact that there's this customization option available and the fact that a lot of people spend a lot of time researching kind of how to make the most authentic game of soccer. So um, that's interesting. That's always an option. And, and I think one that isn't probably widely explored enough. Of course, it kind of comes apart when you're talking about playing online because uh, it doesn't apply there, but for single player. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously everything has to be just so, but like for instance, for on FIFA for some years now, I've been playing on the slower speed setting because it's more like a simulation of football. Um, not because I'm old. I like playing fast games too uh but i like a f game of football that's a bit more kind of um thoughtful rather than kind of pure you know kick and rush so um yeah that's that is out there and i do recommend people have got fifa and if they if you ever find it like slightly dissatisfying or there's something about the ai which is annoying you you can probably correct it in the settings I, you say that you like fast games as well, but I remember you telling me about how you tried to slow down Diaresta a bit because it was getting a little bit too heavy <laughs> yeah. for you. You're getting the blood uh, rushing too I quickly. I don't play walking simulators. I play hobbling simulators. <laughs> you play strolling simulators. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Is that, is that, is that it this week? That'll, that'll do me. We need to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've been playing jazz punk. Other than Prove, I've still been playing that and Destiny. I absolutely smashed that recently. Um, yeah, Destiny is is still as wonderful as it ever was. And although this isn't really the expansion we all wanted, it doesn't matter. It's more Destiny. So those people that like Destiny will like this because it gets them to play more Destiny. Those people that don't like Destiny need not even look at this package. But yeah, I'm still loving it. Um, I played a game called Jazz Punk. Has anyone heard of Jazz Punk? I have. So I have it heard of it. Come out what a couple of years ago on PC, I think. Um, and it's essentially a comedy game, and it's a genre that has never really made it over to like we've had action games on, uh, like we've had action games which you know sort of reflect movies. Who's typing? Me. Sorry. You absolute shitbag. We've invited you from here. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, it's really loud, isn't it? I've got, got a good mic, but I've also got a loud keyboard and the two things don't go well together. <laughs> that is shocking. It's like a typewriter. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Ding. I, was, I, was, I, I had a sudden flash of memory that we um, had a review of Jazz Punk on the website, but I don't think we have. Uh, for, um, maybe, maybe we did a video. For uh, a moment there, I was really hoping that was James Farley. Uh, no, I thought you, you might be, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> ready to play my shit. Um, sorry, David. Yeah, so basically... Carry on. Basically, so we've had like action games and horrors sort of come over and sci-fi and stuff like that. Um, there's not been a lot of comedy games. And when you think about it, you know, you look at games like um, 
uh, uh, Monkey Island, which was a funny game. But would you consider that a comedy game? Or would you consider mm. that sort of... I don't know. Would you consider that a comedy game? I guess you would, right? Yeah, that probably definitely. sits within that genre. Um, yeah. but then, and then you look at something like a stick of truth, which was, you know, obviously just bringing over the South Park, uh, form of humor over to computer McPixel? games. Is that a comedy game? What was that? Sorry. McPixel. I've not played that. No, right. I, I think I've, that would go down as a comedy game. Well, this is definitely a comedy game. This is, it, it's not a game that's too taxing to play. It's very easy to complete. It's about two hours, maybe three hours long. Um, it's quite short. Uh, and the idea is you play uh, sort of a spy who's been given some missions by this guy. And it's essentially you just walk about clicking on objects. Um, but it's funny because the game is just absolutely filled with gags. There's gags everywhere. And some of them are hit and miss. Some of them will make you um, sort of just like you just go, what? what was that about? And some of them will actually like I laughed out loud, like genuinely a few times during this game. There was um, I'd love to give you examples, but I don't really want to spoil it. I don't want to just like tell you the jokes and stuff, um, which is what this whole game sort of based on. Um, it's surreal humor and there are people out there that sort of uh, turn their nose up at that. I'm not saying you're wrong to do so. What I'm saying is that it's just not what you like, and that's fair enough. This is definitely surreal humour. and uh, But the way it does it is just, um, it's it's really clever. It's sort of like a cartoony world, first-person uh, perspective, and you sort of just wander around exploring, and the more you explore, the more weird things you come across, and the more chance you get... Um, for funny stuff to happen and in fact actually by the end of it by the time I finished it I was thinking back over my time in the game and um, mainly because a bunch of achievements come up like possible achievements uh, and things you could do in the game and a lot of them was like you know uh, saved pigeons naught out of five and I was like what what what's that even referring to how have I not seen any of that um and it was because I, I, I just missed the object or the, the little thread that I needed to follow to to take me through this little part of the game. Um, but then there were other other parts of the game that I did stumble across. And I think there's like this whole level, I'm not 100% sure that you have to do it to get to the end of the level. But it felt like I'd gone on this whole weird thing where I was crossing dimensions and all sorts of weird shit was going on. And it felt like I'd stumbled across it. I still don't know if I have or not. I need to go back and replay that bit to see if you could do it without actually going through this whole sort of side story. Um, there's, uh, let me give you an example, right? So I'm looking back very early on. You need to infiltrate some uh, Russian government building. And to do so, I walked in and uh, I, they wouldn't let me through reception. So I needed to find another way in. I found a clock on the wall and there was a, a list of times with things that they had planned that day and it was all sort of weird shit and one of them was lunchtime so I, I got my finger out turned it over to 12 o'clock the lunch bell went the construction workers from outside left and I jumped on their little moving platform and moved myself up to the level that I needed to get to right that's how I solved that puzzle but now I, I'm thinking actually it's not about the puzzles in this game it's about the weird shit you stumble across. And there was five or six different times with different things happening next to it. And I'm thinking, I need to go back and try those different times just to see what sort of stuff happens. And for me, I think that's a really good sign that what what this game set out to achieve, it does it, it achieves it perfectly. Because the whole idea of this game is 
not I mean you can just go from mission to mission get a complete mission but there's there's no fun in that the fun in it is finding something weird down an alley or a little room that you might have otherwise just completely walked past and and finding say a mini game that's parodying Call of Duty or um uh, uh, just a one line gag or someone just you did just weird stuff happening uh it, something weird on the wall that'll make you laugh um and that is why this form of comedy can't really be done in other forms of medium because this is about discovering little gags it's not about a well-worked joke being presented to you and and you know changed the timings changed to sort of try and make it funny or refined or anything like that these are just stupid little gags that you stumble across and every time you do I mean, sometimes you'll see one and sort of tut or give off a little wry smile, but some are so unexpected and out of the blue that it genuinely works as a piece of comedy. And that's pretty impressive, man. It's pretty damn impressive for that because I just think there's not enough comedy in games. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of um, sci-fi. There's a lot of action. And that's all cool. I'm not putting that down at all. What I'm saying is that there's not enough comedy in games. And this kind of shows a new way of doing comedy um, and it works it totally works because it had me laughing a fair number of times more so than most other funny games that I've played you know how it's long weird. was the game? it's about two and a half hours I think um, and the reason why I'm playing it uh, to explain it, it's coming out on PS4 uh, on the 20 something of this month so keep an eye out for it because it's been out on PC for a while um, but yeah it's coming out on the PS4 towards the end of the month um, and I would, if you're, if you fancy a laugh and you don't mind surreal comedy, like Mighty Boosh, stuff like that, um, I'm not saying that they're the pinnacle of surreal comedy, but I'm just giving you an example of the sort of thing that I'm talking about. Um, then I would definitely pick this up because you'll, you'll most likely get a good few laughs out of it. Um, yeah, definitely worth trying out. And it's just so weird to play a game like this because it's so different to everything else that I've played for the past God knows how many years that it just it's yeah i mean it's just worth experiencing because it is so different uh i am um, yeah. I, I know i'm i'm parodying myself but i'll go anyway uh there the, the, apparently there's serious hints there's gonna be a psvr version of this well game. there's do i say this there's stuff in the game that can only really happen on the ps4 right uh, no, no, there's a joke in the game that only really works. It wouldn't have worked in the PC version, uh, where you stumble across someone with a PSV or like with a, a headset, on. Uh, VR headset on, yeah. holding two ice creams, one with red ice cream on it and one with blue ice cream on it. He's sort of just like moving about. That, that was quite funny the first time I saw it. I wonder if that, like, what the equivalent was on the on the PC version. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, it was that specific that people saw and thought, okay, well, that, that, that must be a, a hint that they're potentially going to patch in VR, but... Um, Possibly. I think it, it was just a silly well, little or... gag, to be honest with you. Um, not really. I, do, I see no benefit of playing it in VR over just the normal way of playing it, to mm. be honest with you. Um, other than the c- controls can be a little bit too sensitive on the, PS4, uh, the PS4. Um also there's a there's a joke right near the end that bummed me out because it was uh it it was a jo- oh, how do I do it without ruining it it was a joke that only works on the if you were playing on PC and right. it hadn't been adapted to work for the PS4 but uh you know so, so just a minor gripe to be honest with you that's annoying that, that happens f- isn't it that yeah and I just kind of thought well if you just change that little thing then it would have worked 
like it would have been funny but then maybe you don't know what the the problems are with Sony maybe like Sony wouldn't allow them to change that image we just don't know but yeah it's a shame that didn't that didn't get changed. It, it's the also PS4 annoying version. when like people port over versions of games and don't change like the basics. Like, I, I was playing War Thunder and they said about clicking the right mouse button, and I'm playing on You're PS4. Kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. I said, I'm. By the time I got to the end of it, I thought this works. I'm looking forward to another jazz punk, or or at least another comedy game from these guys, the the, the, the people that made it. Um, yeah, it feels like this is like two and a half hours long. I could have happily played it for a lot longer. Happily played it for a lot longer. If it kept up the same quality of those first two hours, it could have gone on for longer and I, I still would have been laughing. I was no, I was nowhere near being finished with it by the time it ended. So, uh, yeah. That's such a rare feeling coming away from any, almost any game, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. There's, there's, a very, there's very few games that I feel that way. There are games like that, obviously, but yeah. That is um that's definitely one of them. And it's a self contained story, it's not like an episodic thing. No, I I mean the missions, it could be episodic if if it needed to be, but I it doesn't need to be. It's uh it's just it, it's just about three or four missions, um, and then you just jump from venue to venue, do a little place to place. Matt, you Matt, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'd like it actually. Mm. You should yeah, definitely I've been check for it out. Ages, uh, comedy is such an underutilized thing in game design. Why aren't people doing more of it? I mean, I used to love the old Monkey Island games and stuff. Um, but yeah, needs to be more of that, definitely. Yeah, more Leisure Suit Larry. I think that's what we're all crawling out for, isn't it? Please. If you will. Matt, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing an awful lot this week. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Resident Evil, uh, the remaster, because that's obviously out on PS Plus this month. And it, I haven't played, I haven't actually played any of the remasters for a long time, but it, it was just um, amazing playing this again. You know, I had this on my Saturn back in the day, uh, and just you know going through the same corridors. Uh, I didn't think I'd memorized, I didn't think I didn't think I'd recognize, but you go down the same corridors. You, you, you I, I was like, I, I knew what angle the camera's going to be up, going down a certain a certain alleyway, a certain sort of corridor, and it's just really interesting playing it again. Uh, I don't know if I'll play much more. Um, but it is it's really really good to go back to it. I mean, this is the um, I mean one of the biggest issues for me is that Barry Burton's beard is not as bushy as it was back in the original. Um, so that's annoying. Um, but but mm. it, it looks really good. Um, I, I will say um, so. Uh, friend of so John Denton actually launched his YouTube channel in the last week or so, and he did a really good video about Resident Evil and about what why is important to him. So I recommend everyone go out and, and watch that on, on YouTube. But uh, have have any of you guys downloaded this yet? See, I, no. I was surprised by this because you see, I I played the the GameCube, you know, like version when they did the first remaster of this. Was it called? Was that Resident Evil Zero? No, no, there's no, that's a different um, one. There's they did Resident Evil and then there was Zero came. Did it came after? Didn't it? Yeah, it was, that's um, also yeah. been remastered now as well. But um, yeah. This is the, yeah, the one they've given away on on PS Plus is basically a, an HD re-release of the GameCube one, as James says. Which is kind of strange because it you see in my mind. It was an amazing looking game on the GameCube, which it was. But to me, it doesn't. It hasn't really aged that well. It, it doesn't look so good on the PS4. I don't. No, think. no, it, it does not look good at all. No. It's, uh, really? It looks, it looks so, very. So, sort of, what was sorry? I mean, start again. What version is this? This, this is, is the, the remake. This is the this is Resident Evil remake. It's the one that right, was made okay, for the gotcha. GameCube when yeah, Nintendo yeah, yeah. did that deal with um, Capcom, where they got yeah. all the the Resident Evil games. Right. 
and it and it looks well. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to look dated, right? GameCube games look Not like really. shit. I mean, Resident Evil Four still looks pretty good on a lot of, game, on a lot of systems. Go go back and look and no, no, no. I I'm, I'm sure if Resident Evil Four come out in the same way as it looked on the on the GameCube, you think that would still look good? Yeah, well, but no, this it, is upscaled as yeah. as with the as with the Resi Four remaster. <clears throat> so it is. I mean, I think it looks really nice, but um, I don't know. But uh, it yeah, it's it's it. It is the same as the GameCube version, but with more pixels. Basically, it's yeah. yeah. Mm. The yeah, it, it's great going back to the old school controls as well. You know, sort of spinning on the spot. Um, I, I just <laughs> See, that's the thing. I kind of miss those. Yeah, you know, the tank controls. What leave off? No, no. I know. I know it was annoying because, but it also added to the tension as well because you know it was so awful. But uh, yeah, it, it did add to the tension. But like, but should us fighting with the controls add to the tension? I mean, it definitely did because I'm like, fucking, it's up or down. It, you know, it, there's a bit of guesswork sometimes. But um, I think you have the option, don't you? In, in yeah, this you can release. change it to alternative. Yeah. I didn't actually change that, so. Yes, there's definitely an option out there, but um, no, it was good to go back to to the mansion. But I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll bother going back fully. But uh, it, it's it's still fun to to start to have that intro again. It's the same intro, isn't it? Which is quite fun. No, isn't it? I no, mean, actually, but yeah, they did change it. Oh, really? I, 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 how's it changed? I seem to remember it being. But it was FMV on the on the PlayStation with oh, yeah, 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 yeah. terrible yeah. looking actors. Um, mm. The yeah no they redid everything it was it's a proper ground up remake and yeah it's um yeah I mean very very <clears throat> I think it's probably the most highly regarded of the you know the classic yeah. Resident Evils I don't um, know I think I think two two gets a lot of um well know, yeah praise that's true we're still awaiting the um the ground up remake of that when when yeah. when that happens that'll be that'll be cool to see yeah I've had, it's I one of my much, biggest regrets was selling. Was selling all of those Resident Evil games. I had them all on GameCube, like all the the re-releases and that, mm. and I sold them all. And I pretty regret that because yeah, they're but have really. You've still hard got a GameCube. Uh, yeah, I've still got one kicking around somewhere. I oh, do wow. too, but you can download the original trilogy on PS3 and play mm. them on Vita or, or PS3. And when they re- excellently when they released um, Resident Evils two and three on PSN, they it was the uh, US versions, even in Europe. So they they're full screen and full speed. Okay. I knew there was a bloody reason why we asked him on. I knew there was a bloody reason. <laughs> I knew that anyway. I was about to say, something to me. <laughs> um, I've also played a little bit of volume uh, this week. Now, um, I bought volume um, because uh, because it's going to be a VR update, of course. Um, I bought it a few weeks ago because it was like down to four pounds, and everyone on Reddit was saying it's going to be a VR version, and so get this new your update. But um, so I've installed that, obviously, for, ready ready for the week. But um. And I had to basically didn't know much about this game. I knew it was like a Mike Bithor game. Uh, that's about it. But since since playing it, it really really reminds me of Lara Croft Go and Hitman Go and those and, and the Ghost as a mobile. I absolutely love. Oh. So um, for that, I'm sure. Have Have you all played it? Or have any, have any no. of you played it? I'm curious to hear what what because I didn't like just you saying that. Like I've played a bit of um, Hitman Go, and I didn't really know what volume was. I just knew it was you know the next game yeah. from the guy who made Thomas Was Alone. I mean, so I, that that actually helps me understand the game a bit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I will say in terms of the Go games, Hitman Go is, is probably my least favorite. Uh, have you played Have you played Lara Croft Go, Leon? No. Yeah, you, no, should, you should play it. I, I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. And I, 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 Probably up there, up there, some of my my favourite smartphone games ever. Um, Hitman mm. Go, I didn't quite. I actually played Hitman Go after Lara Croft Go, and 
that didn't quite do enough for me. I guess by mm. that by lot of time Lara Croft goes out, then made enough changes and sort of refinements that me going yeah. back to the previous games didn't feel as good. But um yeah, I'd definitely recommend Lara Croft Go if you get a chance to play that. But this Hitman game Go, actually, I love the presentation. It was um it looks amazing, but it was a little bit um prescripted puzzle solutions for me. So I found I found that a bit frustrating where there's no kind of there's no way of um uh sort of solving it for yourself either you get the right answer to the level or you or you fail basically so yeah, yeah well I, I will say Lara Grow it, it is the same way but it 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 it, it basically Lara Grow is, is less of it sort of starts to peel away some of the or remove some of the board gameness elements it's still a puzzle and it's still really satisfying when you get when you solve it and it goes along at a nice pace but um it's uh it it, it yeah, it's it's good worth. I think it's a good game. It's definitely worth giving of trying out. But volume, um, so volume. When when um the first shots and video of, of it came out, everyone said it basically looked like the Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Uh, if you remember them back in the day, when they were basically just very short little um maps where you would essentially try and um, navigate through the map to get to the exit to uh, avoid being detected by the guards and stuff. And that this, started in two, right? Um, that's um, too. Right. on disc. Was it a GameCube version? Had like oh, a... that's right. They, yeah, yeah they. It was released. Did it. Yeah, it was called in, um, yeah, Virtual Missions or something, and it was released in Japan as a, as an all in one set called Metal Gear Solid Integral, and uh, yeah, I bought it. It was like you could. It was like a twenty quid release, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Hmm. Um, so, so, um, so this it's very similar. There's it's basically there's um, there's there's loads of maps you need to get from one end to the other uh, and and basically avoid detection you there are also gems through the map you basically need to collect them and then then get to the exit um then this very much feels like a love letter to the old metal Gear solid games all the enemies have vision cones so you can see exactly where they can see uh you, you can sort of you know you can lean up against the wall and creep around the wall to avoid detection you can knock on the wall and and the enemy will go to where they heard the sound so you can uh, go around the other way and sort of escape the detection. Um, it, it's really, really fun. I, I, I don't know what I expected from the game, but I did not expect it would be like this, really. And um, and like I said, I only re-downloaded this because I thought it was going to be a VR version. And honestly, I'm not sure what the VR version can even add other than looking around the map slightly differently. But um, yeah, this is great. I mean, this isn't... Uh, obviously, typically, I, I would talk about a like, PS Plus game, and this isn't one. This was just really cheap uh, one day or a few weeks ago, and I bought it, but... Uh, it's really interesting, and I, I I think I will actually play this and get much more further through this because this feels very much like a like a Lara Croft game. So if anyone's listening and you loved Lara Croft Go and Hitman Go, I definitely recommend picking up uh, Volume. I hear that there's a lot more sort of toys and and tools and things that you get as as you progress through the game that means you can you can um, you, you can interact with the with the enemies and the guards that you're trying to escape. You can create traps and and gaps and and stuff. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how 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 much further on it goes, and I think this is a perfect game for for remote play on on Mac or PC, or if you're playing some Vita, for like a quick sort of quick go here and there. There is a there is a story that goes over it. It's um I think it's something to do with a, a guy who's got this always forgot his artifact or his thing called volume, uh, and now he's, he's basically trying he's basically trying to escape people. But it, but he's also talking to the player. I, I believe basically the main guy you play is like streaming his his is streaming his actions and um i believe maybe i guess i'm supposed to be the viewer so it, it, i think it feels like um it, it, it's uh talking about streaming and 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 sort of and, and i i guess how modern game is changed in that way so i'm not sure it's trying to be satirical or or make a comment on on 
on sort of social gaming and how how that has evolved. But um, yeah, I'm not sure the story if it's going to get in the way or or it's going to drive it on. But uh, but so far so good. I'd recommend cool. everyone playing it. Anything else? That's it for me. No, it's it's been a quiet one. Uh, but next week should be a lot lot busier. Absolutely banging. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, Matt, what what have we got in the emails? Uh, James. Oh, James, what have we got in the emails? Uh, we got a couple of emails. We got some things to go through. Oh, um, mate. okay. Yeah, I'll just let you know. Okay, okay, if you if you do want to email us, it's um the computer game show at gmail dot com. And the first one says, uh, "Hi guys, I'm currently working my way through The Walking Dead season two." And just wonder what you all thought of without spoil- without spoilers, please. Also, is there any chance for season three spoiler cast? So you haven't played that, have you, Dave? No, I do. I'm, Still I can't got, believe that. I, I can't got three epi- I think I've got three episodes in. Yeah, but as I said at the time, the, the third episode come out just before the PS4 did. And then when the PS4 come out, it was like, well, I don't really want to boot up my Xbox 360 again. So I never went back to it. And now I don't want to go back to it on the new... Now they're on PS4 and Xbox One. I don't want to go back to it because all the stuff I did was on my 360. Yeah. yeah you're, you've Surely you've forgotten all of that by now anyway. No, you never forget, James. But, but also, forget. I mean, I know 360... you go around killing people needlessly and then moving on. But for me, those decisions stuck with me. You know what I mean? Your 360 still works, though, doesn't it? It yeah it yeah. does right. but it's and, just and, such and, a ball. I, I, last I heard that they were they said they had planned to do something with season three whereby you could upgrade to you know from you know onto onto another next gen console. I, I, I believe they're hinting maybe they had some sort of cloud save thing, and I'm really banking on that because my 360 is in the loft, probably not working anymore. Um, so I'm yeah. ho- I'm hope to go because I yes I I think what James is saying is partially correct. Yes, I could just start a new. Yeah, save. Maybe I'll do the thing they did. I think it was in Dragon Age where you can basically sort of plot. You can basically sort of choose plot points, and it will create a new save for you to start a new game. Maybe I could do that, but I would much rather keep my save um, going um, and and start a new season three. So hopefully, I think maybe I should go back that. and just do those last two episodes. Yeah, you should. Oh, you should probably start again because you've almost certainly forgotten the first three. But yeah, season two. I mean, season one was an absolute highlight in in, in any game I've played for for absolutely years, but but probably all time. It's just a first season of walking dead was was special for me and i absolutely loved it season two it didn't live up to that but i it it's still interesting it, it, still, it still kept me coming back you know i, I, st- I still finished through it and it it's it's got it's set up in- really interestingly for the third season so i'll definitely be doing that i just hope um i hope i can sort of move my save over to, to next gen i don't mind staying on xbox one because i played on 360 i don't mind staying on that um uh, you know, if I had the option, I'll probably go PS4. But if I if I have to stay on Xbox platform, I will. I'll be happy to do that. I just hope I can keep my save and and move it over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I should be into it. I do. Maybe the influx of Telltale stuff as well also put me off. Yeah, it, it's easy to be sort of bombarded with that. But I, 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 you know, I was only ever going to stick with Walking Dead, and uh, I'm glad I did. But what did you think of it, Farley? Oh, it was great. I mean, season two was good. It, as you said, it wasn't as good as the first season, but it was still had a pretty interesting ending. Yeah, it I was just wondering where they're going to go with season three. It would be really good if we could do a spoiler cast again on that. Yeah, well, especially. They, 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 I mean, they we know where they're going, right? She's a teenager now. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, yeah. also, like, as far as like options and things you can do in the game, because I mean, like, the more recent Telltale games have changed the formula like slightly. They've been tweaking it. And tweaking it a lot, and you know, with Batman and uh, Game of Thrones, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see what you think, Dave, especially because you haven't played any of those, you know, to see if it's any different or any better. 
Yeah, I mean, I played the first episode of Wolf Amongst Us, um, Among Us, or whatever. So that was great. Um, yeah, it seemed alright, but just not enough to grip me like uh, Walking Dead did, you know? Weird. Did they introduce and even that wasn't any enough the... to get you to play the second season? Yeah, man, fuck. Well, no, I did play it. Was the, it was the PS4 coming out was just bad timing, and then by that point, I just didn't have the. I didn't have the energy in me. the The only thing I use my 360 for these days is be- because Joe's dad once logged into his Sky Sports Go thing on there, and he hasn't logged out, so I just use it to watch Sky Sports now. Is yours still plugged uh, in then? Yeah, yeah, it's still plugged in for oh. Sky Sports. If if Sky Sports wasn't on there, then I w- it would not be plugged in. No chance. Um, did you play? It, thanks, Joe's dad. Yeah, I did, and all my previous gen consoles are all plugged in um yeah I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a walking dead uh, person i watch the tv show i collect the comics um i haven't played the recent michonne one uh and it's terrible it's, don't right uh and and i have to you know season two i think as with the tv show like a lot of the talent left after season one and uh and and so the writing didn't didn't seem as strong or compelling so i enjoyed it i played it through um i played it all through on ps3 which is kind of one of the worst ways to play it in a way because it's one of the jankiest versions but i would um you know if if the first episode of season three comes out and it's well well received i would certainly consider picking up and carrying on i don't really care what you know what format i'm playing on ultimately as long as i'm enjoying the game and uh yeah to me the continuity is more important than than playing it on a on a current gen machine so um yeah i'll, I'll, I'll wait and see what the response to to episode one of season two uh, season three is like cool next question okay hello the computer game show i've only been listening to the podcast for a few weeks but i'm very much enjoying it go back to Even the beginning yeah <laughs> <laughs> Even though you only really spend half the show talking about games, that's funny because someone someone else on Twitter uh, started um, listening to our podcast uh, uh, today. Actually, that was Ben Cameron. Yeah, and he said he said thanks for you know just keeping to the computer game chat because there's no faff or no fluff or whatever he said. (laughs) It's like this is the complete opposite. This guy says, uh, "I have a question." I just thought that was funny. Fuck you guys. After being out of the loop with games for a few years and finally getting back into it, I'm looking at getting a few games like Destiny and Titanfall. So the question is, do you recommend getting these two games having not played the first ones? Well, Destiny, I mean, is still the first game, really. You, you've got to buy it if you want to play the new stuff. Um, would I jump in on this point? Probably, yeah. I think if you can find at least one other person to do that with you, then you'll have a really good time. I genuinely believe that. I think if you could find one, preferably two people, to get Destiny and play it from the start, you'll have a great time. So I would say yes to that. Titanfall, not so much. I mean, if you've got an Xbox One, did he say he's got an Xbox One or a PC? Did he, he didn't say, say what so. versions? So if you've got an Xbox One, then get EA access for Titanfall because there's loads of other games on there worth downloading. Uh, so yeah, but I wouldn't. Well, actually, it's hard to say no because it's so cheap at the moment. But the problem is, it's it's a bit barren. The 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 you can't really get a game on all of the game modes anymore, and everyone's just going to be looking for it. That's only going to get even worse when Titanfall two come uh, Titanfall two comes out. So um, yeah, I would probably hold off for the sequel if you're going to go jump into Titanfall. That's my advice. 
Anyone else disagree with that? Are you fucking no, punks um, disagree with that? Yeah, no? Destiny I'd recommend playing, but mostly if you haven't got any other friends playing Destiny, it might be a tough, tough one to get into. Um, mm. And Titanfall 2, I mean, I don't know you, Dave, but I'm, I'm quite excited about it. So um, I yeah. am. I'm still, I'm still not sure on that beta, though. It's still not really, if anything, it sort of uh, doused the flames a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, but I am looking forward to playing it, definitely. Okay. James, come on now, mate. Come on. Just doing it. I like, James, come on. Problem? Let's you get going. Got, come look, on. You've got to give me... Look, I just said it, and then you gave me like a microsecond to respond. It's ridiculous. Nah, no, absolutely not. It was a long time. A long, long time. Long thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, come on. Okay, evening, traps. Hope you're all well and looking evening. forward to the VR evening on Saturday. My mates and I have been gaming, have gaming we, uh, evenings every now and then, and it's a great way to spend a night. We did Oculus recently, and we, we were screaming like, like girls when we played the horror games. I recently played through the Jack and Daxter trilogy again. I was thinking about the opening area of the Precursor Legacy called Sandover Village and Sentinel Beach. To me, it's pure gaming nostalgia and happy memories, so much so I get excited about playing it nearly every year, just to spend some time in that area. It simply makes me smile. I was wondering what gaming areas, worlds, levels have a similar nostalgia feeling for you and why. People often talk about gaming characters, but less so the worlds themselves. Keep up the show, chaps. God, there's loads. I mean, mm. there's there's so many. I mean, the the one that instantly sprung to mind when when I read this email or message was um, the the opening area, the sort of hub world to Banjo Kazooie. Oh yeah, and that that, f- that first level as well, like proper. Jesus, I know everything about this level. It's just crazy. It really sends me back to being a kid playing that. It's mad. Like, whereas it's funny because nostalgia is a strange thing, right? Because, I mean, you'd expect Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time to be full of that stuff. But for me, it's not because I've played it like on so many different platforms. It doesn't feel like nostalgia to me. Because like, I've, I've done it so many times. And it was the same as I was talking to... Um, Andrew Smith about Destiny and there were moments in Rise of Iron that try and make you feel nostalgic for the Cosmodrome you know what I mean like there's bits in it that's like kind of winking look this is a little bit like that bit at the beginning of the game but the problem with Destiny is that you're playing those bits over and over and over again if you're doing the daily missions if you're doing strikes and stuff like that 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 nostalgia is completely destroyed because it's kind of like I'm not thinking oh shit, yeah, I remember this important bit from two years ago. You're thinking, oh, this is like that bit that I did last week. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of loses that that appeal. Um, facility in... Is it facility or faculty? Facility. Heard it both facility ways. in Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> facility in Goldeneye, definitely. I mean, that's just brimming with it. I, I mean, for <laughs> me, it was always stack. Into, oh, I guess we're talking multiplayer. Stack was my, was my favourite. No, I was talking single, but that's fine. Um, yeah, but the, the, I, mean, I mean, for me, it's usually music more than it is the games, uh, the game worlds themselves. It's usually little, just little pangs of music, and you just uh, like that really takes me takes me back to when I first played that game. That's mad. Uh, but yeah, anyone else got any other examples? Leon, you must have loads. I have got loads. Yeah, because you're they're... really old. 
I am really old. Um, but yeah, um, probably the, the, the nostalgia triggering ones are predictable ones like, uh, Link to the Past and, um, Secret of Manor as well. And, and a lot of kind of magical, happy worlds that, you know, make you feel, uh, warm and safe. And, uh, and, but I think you're right. Audio plays a huge part in, in that nostalgia, um, of, of worlds that aren't just sort of automatically like, warm and safe and happy the ones that i still get a huge buzz from you know game spaces that i go back to and completely fill me with a sense of being there would be half-life 2 and bioshock uh i still think the opening sort of five ten minutes of bioshock is i played it again recently when the, the remaster downloaded on steam and um you know there are issues with that version or whatever but but still just playing the opening few moments of that game and just being resubmerged into rapture is spine tingling stuff to me but um but often yeah it's like um yeah banjo kazooie spiral mountain and all that sort of thing is works for me as well and and i'm i'm a particular sucker for anything with um with snow in it um i always get a real um you know there's a there's a little magical frisson anything with glittery snow and ice in i'm I'm quite happy there just to stay there matt well i think i've already discussed that there was an evil mansion um (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, like the the first area in Mario sixty four is, is oh yeah, of course, is is, is pretty pretty special. Um, that still makes me feel sick about how excited I was when I first played that area. When I first <laughs> saw that area, I f- I thought that I was going to throw up through excitement. Like I I was that <laughs> excited when I first saw Mario sixty four. Yeah, it was mad. It was mm. absolutely mad. I was around my mate Adam's house, and I just remember thinking. What the fuck is this? How does this exist? Jesus I felt a bit like that, and I was twenty-four, uh, <laughs> so I can only imagine it was the it was the shimmering pool of metally water that you dive into. I still remember in 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 the in the the mansion where you you go into um, the the I can't remember the name of the level. It's outrageous. Uh, anyway, the one where you drop down into the sort of misty cavern. And, uh, yeah, that shimmery, I just thought, how is that? Yeah. How is that even possible to be projected on a television that I own by a console that I own that I could afford and buy and plug in and all this sort of thing? Yeah. It was like, it was proper next level stuff. For me, it was the circles of flowers (laughs) and running around them. Like just watching Mario run around the circle of flowers to collect all the coins. I was just like, just instantly throwing up like just it's so excited that i was just puking out of my face jesus well, oh, I, I, I remember seeing that game uh it was in in guildford i think it's in a game or maybe electronics boutique back in those days but i'm fairly sure it was game and people were so enamored of it just the fact you could stretch mario's face you know people were mm-hmm. queuing up just to play that before they even really got into the game uh, that's how excited people were Nothing will ever be that good again, gentlemen. I'm sorry. No. It will never. It never will, will it? Because we care too much really, about frame rate and shit. Not really. Um, um, I mean, my nostalgia also. It it link. It's not just like platformers. It's like it's the the desert map in Sega Rally. It's like it's mm. it's it, it's the first one in Daytona. It, it's that sort of stuff that I, it still still gets me. I played so so much of you know when I was younger. Um, I mean, yeah, like, when you and I were playing like Sega Rally this summer, Dave, in the arcade, like that's the same. It's obviously like the, that's the Xbox version of Sega Rally or Dreamcast version of Sega Rally 2, whatever, but it's the same desert track. It's the same mountain track. It's just the elephants still the same there. corners. I Sorry? love those elephants. I love those elephants. Sega yeah. Rally elephants. Yeah, you can't beat them. 
They're good boys. Um, also, just before we go to James, um, talking of nostalgia, today I was sitting at work and suddenly in my head just popped up, Hi, I'm Misty. Does, anyone, does that raise anything for anyone? Oh, uh, what, Ant and Deck? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's the um, it's the first thing you hear in GTA 4 after you get busted out of the... Uh, not GTA 4, sorry, GTA 3. When you get busted out of the... the um, is it a bus you get busted out of? Uh, like, you're supposed to be going to jail and you end up yeah. like the, the, the thing crashes. And you've, the, your first mission is to drive a prostitute called Misty to a destination. And um, <laughs> because we didn't have a memory card when we first had a ps4 we had to play that every time we wanted to play uh, gta 3 did i say uh, ps4 yeah ps2, PS2. I, mean. I thought you were doing the bit on smtv live where they pretended to be in the pokemon cartoon <laughs> no no, <laughs> it would have been no but that, that works as well <laughs> no the, the, this is that that was the yeah it's the the first bit of gta gta right. 3 hi i'm misty right sorry james um, I would definitely go with this is, again. This is like a nostalgia thing, but it's probably the original Sonic the Hedgehog, and also mm. Streets of Rage Two. Mm. It's um because again they're like really they're happy memories of when I was much younger, and it's it's the music more than anything. I think, like you Ooh. said, it's especially yeah. for like Green Hill Zone. As soon as I hear that starting up, you know, I'm transported back to being like twelve years old again, and it's it's a it's a kind of a nice feeling. And Streets of Rage Two, exactly the same. It's just. Castle of Illusion on the Mega Drive yeah, for me. Absolutely, uh, the, yeah. the, the 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 leaves and the 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 dew covered spider webs and all that. Mm-hmm. That's absolute magic for me. Maybe I, also, yeah, maybe maybe Wonder Boy three as well. Yeah, the Dragon's Trap. Mm. That's another one. Again, the music. Often, like you said, Dave, it's, it's the music. It like draws you in. It's it just, yeah, yeah, totally. That double dragon music. Every time I hear that, I'm like, <laughs> shit. It takes me back to when I I played that with my dad on like our Atari STE. Uh, mad. I know, I know the frame rate was gash, but how good was Sonic Two multiplayer? I, I remember playing that tons in my system. <laughs> it wasn't very it was good. Awful. Is the answer to that? It was terrible. Well, no, but it was <laughs> fun. I found it fun, even though it had mental slowdown. <laughs> what do you like? You, you couldn't stay on the screen at the same time as the other person either. It was always like who's going to be tails, which basically <laughs> exactly. means you're not going to play the game. I was mostly <laughs> tails. <laughs> James, next question. Okay. I've been thinking, since the PS4 Slim and the PS4 Pro were announced, there's been a lot of discussion on the pros and cons of 4K gaming and the point of the new machines. However, no one, not a single YouTuber, website, podcast or blogger, has mentioned that Sony has gotten rid of the digital audio output from the consoles. Hmm. While most people would think this is an innocuous change, it actually affects a lot of players who use headsets, external audio and basically anything except Sony's own headsets. What are your thoughts on it? This this affects me actually, and I'm thinking about this. Yeah, because I plug my um, my Turtle Beach uh, X41 oh, yeah, headset into the back through optical, and then if I get if I got a Pro, I just I, I guess what I chuck them in the bin. I don't know what do I do. Put them on fire. I don't what what am I supposed to do now? Put can't use them anymore. So it does affect me. I just haven't really thought about it that much. But it is very very annoying. I thought. I mean, the I've Pro literally just an bought an iPhone there. Seven, and it's the same thing. So. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm a mug, is the answer for me. Total so, mug. So how are like, wireless headsets plug? Are they just going in through HDMI or how are they connecting to consoles now? Bluetooth, right? Well, what? I, I, I don't like a base station. I mean, what we? I technically like a wireless pair of headphones, but there's like a base station that connects to the back of the PS4, and then 
the wireless in inverted commas headsets or connects to the controller. But must oh, be... yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I have no idea how you would do that. I've got no, no, no idea how you'll get around that problem. Uh, PS4 Pro. That's quite mad. Pro does have an optical out. It's oh, only it the slim. Yeah, it's only the slim. Because uh, I had this ah. discussion with somebody. So, because I, I was thinking of getting a slim just because my my launch PS4 was so loud. But when I heard it didn't have an optical out, optical out i um took the steps of following one of those online guides to um removing all the dust from the inside of your ps4 so i took it apart cleaned it out and it's now quiet again and uh and so so i won't be getting a slim i'll be keeping my original you should look into um thermal paste as well because that's yeah i've got some um but i didn't go i didn't want to yeah i didn't want to push it because now now it's all right again and i don't want to you know go crazy but the options there yeah Apparently, some computer game stores are are actually doing like a service now for that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to look into that definitely because um, there's one in Croydon. Apparently, I'm definitely going to try. It's that well out. worth getting the dust out of there because mine went from being insane to whisper quiet. You know, so ah, oh, might have to do that then. Yeah, good. But yeah, but um, good um, good noise, Leon, on the um, on the optical. Yeah, I've just checked. Yeah, it does. So I so that. That's definitely some good news. I won't have to upgrade my headset if were, were I to get a pro. Well, there you go. Learn something new every day. Next Thank question. You. Okay, so we're moving on to tweets. Um, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, Nick O'Donnell says, um, if, you all, if you all collectively won £20 million in the National Lottery, what would you buy or do with your newfound wealth? Follow-up question, which member of the team would be corrupted by their winnings? <laughs> David. Corrupted. See, yeah, I know, you, I know, don't. I know. I'm the obvious answer, but I genuinely don't think I would be. Like, yeah, well, can like, we define corrupted? What, what do we expect that to? How does that? Like turn into that a manifest dick, I guess. I'm mm, sure. Okay. I think yeah. Sean would. It's not I here to Sean's defend himself, shout. but but um, but he's the one. He's got you know. He's he's got. Well, I don't know. Matt's Matt's arguably got the farthest to slide. Uh, as a as a human being, but um, but sure, you know, Sean's quite righteous, and um, and and it would be nice to see him see that undermined by his newfound wealth. You always get the feeling that with Sean, he could he could be turned to the dark side quite easily. He, he's all high, you know, he's all highfalutin ethics and morals and all that sort of thing. But I feel like it would only take not even twenty million, like one million. I think it would be he'd be like, see ya, all my friends. You know, fuck yeah, you I can guys. See, I can see Sean going to Res 2017 with like a massive fur, fur coat, just like throwing like twenties <laughs> and saying, yeah. "Everyone else, fuck off! This is my Res section, you pricks." I'm throwing laughing because I know how much Sean must be sweating now listening to this. Like, if he's if he's listening back to this episode, he's definitely having a breakdown. Listening, I hope so. <laughs> That's are you saying he might become another notch? Is this this yeah. what would happen? <laughs> yeah, you go, buy, you go pure notch. Yeah, you oh, go buy a massive yeah. mansion, you know. Sweet room. I think I think I'd be a total uh, recluse if I, I I won that amount of money. I think or, I would set up an internet or, yeah, radio station. A recluse, or even a recluse. Yeah. yeah. Well, that. Oh right. Is it? Is that American English thing or something? It's just recluse. No, it's, a, it's a you thing. It's recluse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a language. I'm sure thing. I've, I, heard, I don't know how to talk. A um, recluse. It's I'm like a, a New York thing. I think it might be. It's all the Howard Stern I've been listening to. Um, I would set up like an internet radio station down in the basement and just live in that. Why does it have to be in the basement? You're a millionaire. Well, where, where else would I put it? What, on or the somewhere roof? Somewhere you can see the outside? No. You could put it in Sean's new mansion. 
that's what I'm saying. I, I don't really, I don't really care about going out. Like my brother's freaking out because we used to go out all the time, and now I just don't go out anymore. And he was like saying, "Oh, look, what's happening, man? You, sh- you need to go out. You know, you can't just sit in your house all day." And like, and I'm just like, actually, I quite like it. It's just like being in my little front room and playing a game and that. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't think I'd be a threat, is what I'm saying. I think I'd be just quite happily just spending my money on stupid shit that I like. No, I, I'm saying there's nothing wrong with staying indoors. What I'm saying is if you had 20 million, why build it in the horrible basement? Why not have it, you know... Like, why has it got to be a horrible basement? Why you not, can make why it nice. Why does it have to be in a basement? That's what I'm saying. It's quiet. Yeah, but <laughs> it could be nice and airy. You could see a lovely, beautiful view over the garden or swimming pool or the Ferrari. You're just yeah, like, but I want to focus um, on my... Uh, this basement, is a difference, Matt. I like focusing on my content. You don't. Have you heard of I mean? this episode or what? Yeah, I know, but there's a difference between like I'm focusing on good content, not just focusing on getting as much content out there. There's a difference. I'm focusing on hashtag content. So now now he's winning. Me. Um, yeah. Um what would I do in my newfound world? <laughs> I mean, I'll just buy a massive TV. I'll I'll do what I do now, but I mean <laughs> just less buy trouble. A massive TV. No, I'll do what I do now, but I mean less trouble with the wife, basically. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a fair point. James? I'd buy tons and tons of failed video game consoles. Yeah, you could that. open up a museum. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many that I've always wanted, and yeah, I definitely would do that. What would you call it? Farley's Hall museum of Shame. Of crap machines. James <laughs> Museum of Crap Machines. <laughs> I would buy a ticket. Imaginative. Um, uh, Farley, should we do one would, more? Would you do a tours, or would you train people to act in a certain way to do a tours? What do you mean by that? Would you be like, would you be like, you know, laughing, sniggering, saying this was a pile of crap, you know? <laughs> oh, James would absolutely do his own tours. Like, the, the, he wouldn't let anyone else do the tours. He would absolutely have to do every tour. Yeah, I don't think I could go if it wasn't you doing the tour, is what I'm saying. You're and probably you know right, what? actually. If that museum was running for, like, uh, the, how long do you reckon James got to live? 30 years? Like, 20? If that, it's generous. If that, <laughs> if that museum was running for those full 30 years, on that last year, he would still be having as much fun saying the same Definitely, shit yeah. about the yeah. same <laughs> shitty consoles. <laughs> you know me so well. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's just I love, love every minute of it. Well, if any millionaires are watching, I mean, what what would it cost to get all the failed ones you want? Like 30 quid? Not a lot, actually. I mean, there's like, you know, Jaguar, Atari Lynx. You know, there's, there's quite a lot of them. But Virtual Boy. Right. Yeah, Virtual Boy. Okay, we, we just say, say 40 quid then. All yeah, we need is one advert and he can do it. Then we need to rent somewhere in town. Yeah. Ah, a few more adverts. Get your adverts 40 quid, anyone. We've got to get this museum. We've got to get... What, what are you calling it, James? What was the great name of it? James's Museum it's of Failed museum Games. Museum of Crap Machines. <laughs> crap Machines. That's the one. <laughs> crap Machines. Next question. Let's make this the last one, because I'm getting very tired. Well, what are they to you? We, we can bash through these. Come on. Oh, mate. You yeah, always do this to me, Matt. Quick. Because on, I don't want to knock our listeners off. Come on. Quick. Okay. Fuck John Denton says... Being totally honest, Matt, where do you see PSVR one year from now? Oh, my God, this like, um, that's In a plastic I'm... bag under so, the stairs. Yeah, in uh, in CEX for £4. Um, <laughs> it's impossible to say. So it's only in, then hopefully it'll still be around. Sony could drop it and it'll be another Vita. But I really, I, I like to think that in a year's time, there's a huge uh, market. But it's so impossible to say. It's not. It's not. It is. At all. We're not... I'll be surprised if there are many games, VR games, released this time next year. 
I'd like we should have some right. sort of bet. Although, yeah, but there's no solid grounds, is there? There's no, no. solid... Uh, no. Yeah, who no knows? No solid crew. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying Sony um, kick on from this, but it's Sony, so who knows? Who the fuck knows? Last question. Um, from Athena Allen says, uh, any of you played the Dragon Quest Builders demo? No. No. No, but hasn't it? It's reviewed quite well today, isn't it? Anyone? Don't care. Okay. Matt, what have we got to talk about on the internet? Um, so, uh, this coming Saturday, we're going to do a live podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the computer game show at uh, 7 so o'clock live. on Saturday. Uh, and you can we're watch well excited, us we, Matt? podcast live. I'm pretty excited. I'm a bit worried about Can't logistics, wait. but also quite excited. Um, why? You're, you're getting weird over this. Why? Just, why? Because you sent me a long email today saying, oh, well, maybe we can have the curry on the Saturday night. And, well, not the Saturday night because we've the podcast. Maybe we go for a curry of five. And it, you write all this thing about what you want to do and the reasons why you want to do it. How does that sound to you? Yeah, I don't care. Just do it. Like, if computer game fans are the most indecisive people in the world, right, when it comes to anything outside of computer games. They're just... These people that are going, oh, where do you want to go today? Oh, I don't mind wherever you want to go. Well, I don't mind. And then you end up doing nothing. It's a nightmare. You need to put your foot down and say, this is what we're doing at this time. Let's go. Don't worry about us. Get on with it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, seven o'clock Saturday, be there. <laughs> um, we're going to do a live show. I mean, some people, I think I have thought that we're actually going to be doing like playing the games live on the show. We're probably, we're not going to do it. We're basically going to do a podcast as you're hearing now, but live and you'll see our faces and a bit of my lounge. Uh, maybe we're going to try and do some let's plays though, right? What live during that, during the show? No, 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 no. Like, like during other times. We'll yeah, film yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big stuff. Yeah. We'll probably so, be doing other, other stuff over the weekend, of course. Yeah. I thought you were still planning to have us all have those GoPros on our heads the whole time. And we were just going to stream the in whole your thing. head. <laughs> that was in your head, not on your head. Um, anyway, youtube.com slash computer game show. Go there, etc. Uh, etc. Et on Saturday, 7 o'clock. Tell your friends. Um, and that'll be the fun. The podcast that you're listening now, um, it's obviously on iTunes. It's also on Pocket Cast. If you're on Android, it's on every other podcast of service in the bloody land. Um, just go find it and leave us a review. That'd be awesome. We're at Computer Game Pod on Twitter and we're on Facebook. We're on Twitch. Uh, this, that, and the other. You can email the show, uh, the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. And that's about it. We hope to see you on Saturday at seven o'clock. Just, just tell your mates about this podcast and put a iTunes in that. Um, Leon, Leon, thanks so much for coming on. It's been really great having you on, mate. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Uh, we don't anytime. podcast together around, uh, enough. No, uh, it's been a while since we were on a, a Christmas show together. Oh yeah, it's been a few, been a while. Yeah, yeah, epic Christmas shenanigans. Yeah, I miss those. They, mm. they, 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 they were brilliant. <laughs> and Good also, times. Also, the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, Leon, is there anything you want to plug? Well, uh, you can find what I do the rest of the time at canerince.com. We're also on iTunes and on all that other stuff like um, Pocket Casts, I think it is, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn. Um, See, Matt, everyone's on it. We're not special. Yeah, you're not special. Are you on Overcast? Special, mate. Uh, is that just RSS-based? If so, probably. Fuck, okay. <laughs> are, you on, are you on Acast? I don't really understand any of that stuff. I've I've been podcasting for seven and a half years now, and I don't. I've never edited a show, and I've never dealt with an iTunes feed. That's, Lazy. That's the genius. That's half the fun. Uh, get people to do it for you. Uh, yeah, 
um, canorince.com. And be selfish. What's your Twitter? What's your Twitter? At Rats of Albion. R-A-T-S-O-A-L-B-I-O-N. Get, get on that. Okay. Well, thanks Thank for thanks for coming on the show. And to you lot listening now on your phones and on your laptops and on your tablets, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Mm. And thanks for worse, living though. it. I know. I'm so tired, man. Goodbye. Saturday, 7 o'clock. Be there. Bye. 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 Bye.